0: Two men cover the happenings of it all.
1: What's up, everybody? Professional Professional Wrestling. Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better.
0: I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate
1: ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly.
0: Don't forget that the only reason WWE to be cleared to, to begin with was because AEW Very was going true. to, and they were Very trying true. to sign it. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leads towards Sandhagen, but I, I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sanhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. The Alderman Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought uh, Connor but- looked
1: fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he
0: went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest, You hear Dustin after the fight admitted though that there was like a second there where he was like, oh god, he might have me. Do you think Pena
1: has a chance against the man Nunez? The card isn't very good in my opinion. Even the undercard, I don't think, is that
0: great. When Gon and Lewis could potentially be really boring, also. That's possible. Definitely. Same Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our purses against one another, and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's going to win this fight. He's going to throw combinations at Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations, Tyron Woodley, for making $2 million. Trip.
1: I would like to see Vitor and Jake, because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Well, I find loud, so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most of said of the best boxers fighting this is what boxing has become the promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best they protect their own interests they protect their fighters and they never let the best fight the best and there's multiple champions in the same weight class and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts and this is what has allowed youtubers to come in and take over the sport and much much more I have them this weekend. I'm just gonna let the board fall to
0: me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see, with my fighting jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English, so like the UFC like wasn't giving them title fights as fast as people who did speak English. absolutely what happened for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Orlovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. like that...
1: Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Orlovsky, we've seen Cejudo on Dynamite, we've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite, we've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like...
0: It's just like, the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful, fightful, speed yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh Fightful Select weekend Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RVD over
1: for Life. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The Marksmith. Have a ride. a roll.
0: Watching live rounds with Doug and Steven, and being introduced to you by the real IWGP uh, World Heavyweight Champion, Will.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to live rounds episode 27. Um, how's everybody go- doing tonight? Uh, we don't have a ton to talk about, but I'm sure once we get involved in a conversation, things will start flowing and uh, we'll get things going. And then next week, We've got the UFC pay-per-view as well, so that that usually ends up being a nice full show. But thanks for everybody tuning in, and how you doing tonight, Steven?
0: Doing good, doing good. Um, yeah, I'll be at Dynamite tomorrow, so I'll get to see Dynamite and Rampage, and I'm sure Dark Elevation taping, so I'm pretty pumped up for tomorrow night. Uh, I see ECW Hardcore 7 already talking about <laughs> the, the 49ers <laughs> over the Vikings. Yeah, man, well... I'm going to keep representing. Okay. I got my Vikings robe. I got my Vikings shirt, my Vikings hat, got some purple shades. I, uh, we're still in the playoffs right now. Wild card. It's all good. Kirk had a bad, he, Kirk had an off game and he still played pretty, pretty good, but he did have an off game this past Sunday. Dalvin Cook, hope that he's only out, you know, hopefully a minimal like two games or something like that. But, Adam Thielen's playing out of his mind. Justin Jefferson yep. and, and, and Justin Jefferson and, uh, and Kirk Cousins just had an off game with one another. It, it, it was just off between the two. It happens. The team was still looking good. The Forty ers are a good team. I'm not going to be down about it. The Vikings still have a chance. they still should make the playoffs for the way things stand right now. So night
1: yeah it was a good game i I watched it um man you Debo Samuel is just a different monster man that guy is such a beast he's been killing it for my fantasy it sucks he's injured too dalvin and him both went down um but yeah it was a good game uh you know my cowboys we lost a heartbreaker I, I could I could literally I've probably never been more pissed off in my life watching watching a football game than that game because there were 28 flags. 28 flags, the referees, had completely ruined that game. It was the most viewed game since, like, 1990. And, like, they just flagged everything. Uh, And and I knew, I saw a stat that, like, the favorited team had lost, like, like out of the 10 games, 8 the favorite team lost and it was oh. like one of the most penalized uh ref crews there was but I'm like yeah whatever I'm not gonna fall for oh my god it's real they are legit they are they were the worst crew I had ever seen I never want to see them again Ed Hockley you failed as a father because that was your kid and I just uh, I can't say enough bad things about that crew that crew sucked but um I will say that at least the Cowboys did somewhat get going offensively. We didn't have CD, we didn't have Amari, and we were still able to put up 33 points. So um, it is what it is. But I'm looking forward to Thursday night against the Saints. We get Demarcus Lawrence back, who's been gone since Week One. So really excited about that. I don't know if Amari's going to play. Um, he hasn't practiced yet, and he's still feeling sick. He doesn't have the 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 virus but he doesn't feel very well so he might not play but cd's gonna play so hopefully that'll be enough
0: yeah well both of our teams still got a shot so that's all that really oh yeah yeah
1: the funny thing is is we've lost three out of our last four and we still have a three-game lead in the division and we have basically nothing but division games left but two games like we have the saints and we have the cardinals and the rest are division games so we should win the division.
0: Yeah. The the Vikings got lucky that like the Panthers lost and there was another team that lost that was like right there with us. I just can't remember who off the top of my head, but we had, we got some help along with like, and once again, I mean, I've been saying it literally all season, the Vikings this was another one. It was a one score game. They're, every game they win or lose it's it's within one score it's just so close once again yep. the 49ers are a good team and like the vikings yep. are dealing with injuries and stuff too and like everson griffin like that whole situation and stuff like yeah it's tough. yeah but yeah it, it is what it is but uh but yeah i'll i'll be real upset one day when we're on here and like the vikings aren't in like the like they're either not in the playoffs or like if they get eliminated that's gonna be that's going to be a sad day uh, if that happens. But we're, it won't because we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Just, just, you just see. <laughs>
1: I don't know about that. No, it's all good. Um, Brandon's already coming through with the super chat. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate it, man. Um, and how are you feeling about your Bears, man? I don't know what to think of them. Uh, the It's almost like, because I, I have Daryl Mooney in, um, fantasy. And it's like, I prefer Andy Dalton to play because he uses him more. And, uh, he just is more of a factor. And Alan Robinson is like nothing now. I don't, I don't understand that. But anyways, the super chat is favorite wrestling item you guys ever got for Christmas. Um, mine was actually when I was pretty young, we got the, um, WWF like hockey, uh, table thing where you could play as all the different characters those things were sick
0: i would never had the wwf one but i had like the like the hockey one with like the little things on the side that you hold yeah move them around like the big car i mean it was like
1: macho man hulk hogan ultimate warrior like all of them and it had like the box art was incredible i just remember getting that and that was like oh my god i got hulk hogan pajamas with that as well but that was (laughs) that was uh that was a sick one that was probably my favorite what about you
0: I don't know, man. I'm looking around to see if there's anything like that I've had for a really long time in here. I can tell you like probably not for like the holidays. Um and also, oh, uh I have this sitting here on my Happy Hanukkah oh, to everybody there you go. out there cuz it is there Hanukkah right now. Check this yeah. thing out. 1995 Power Rangers vintage right there. Like I, I posted this on Twitter last year and the Red Ranger followed me on Twitter. It's pretty tight. Um, nice but uh yeah there you go happy hanukkah to everybody who celebrates hanukkah as well um i i I can't remember like specifically for the holidays wrestling wise to be to be completely honest like my family really didn't like that i liked wrestling so they rarely ever like encouraged it by getting me wrestling stuff when i was younger but like um one of the best gifts i've ever gotten though uh that i'll i'll save to answer the super chat is one of my friends actually the same guy i'm going to AEW with tomorrow we met each other in high school both wrestling fans and just always stayed in touch now we live close by and he's the dude who's always coming over for dynamite and stuff and uh years ago he gave me a signed um it's it's a big it's not an eight by ten like it's bigger than that it's like a big kind of like a poster and it's signed by the rock steve austin and triple h and it's like has all their pictures on it so it's like that's probably the coolest thing that someone's like gifted me um that or for for my birthday a couple of years ago um my brother got me that sting uh signed like a uh, Raphael sting ninja turtle then he got it signed by sting i've showed it on the stream before but those are like probably those are the two best like wrestling related presents i've ever been given that's dope that's, I so think about you with Hulk Hogan pajamas, like, of course, of course, you had. A, I, I'm sure all the, because you're like, you're a little older than me, so like, yeah, I caught like the WCW version of Hulk Hogan, not but even, I not know. Yeah,
1: I, I was, I had a Hulk Hogan backpack. I had Hulk Hogan <laughs> shirts. Like, like, there's a picture of me going to like an airport when I was like six, and I have a Hulk Hogan shirt on. I mean, like, Hogan was, he was everything back then. So, yeah, it, it's, it's funny too, because like. I've, I've been looking at, like, some of these vintage, old, like, um, custom shirts that people make and stuff, and they have, like, a lot of 80s stuff, and it's like, Hogan is part of that 80s, like, nostalgia, like, there's Robocop, there's Rambo, there's Rocky, there's Hulk Hogan, there's Beverly Hills Cop, and everything else, like, he was just, he just represented that time period pop culture and everything and i just don't think people understand that like when they think of hulk hogan they think oh the wrestler guy and stuff but like he was larger than life like he was way bigger than just wrestling right oh yeah for sure so and i think he was like one of the first that really popped that into mainstream too that like changed the game and and it's kind of like that too with like Michael Jordan, right? Like, not only how great he was, because I do think he's the greatest, but, like, also just how, like, he changed the game in, like, shoes, commercials, like, just everything. He just became so larger than life back then.
0: I remember Griffey doing that for baseball, like, all the video games, Nike, like, backwards hat, like, the whole, Yes. yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Griffey was huge. I, I don't know. Another one that doesn't get a lot of credit, too, was like Penny Hardaway back in the day. Like if he didn't get injured and stuff like he was he was a big deal back then. The,
0: those air penny shoes. I remember Man, the, the, the Chris ones. Rock, the Chris Rock commercials. Little Penny. Yeah. 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 yeah, for sure. Him and Shaq like that. If they would have stayed together and he could have stayed healthy, like that would have been for sure. I, I definitely remember that. I, I remember those days for sure. Yeah.
1: Got a, another super chat from Jeff's Kid 96. Honestly, it's probably the first time I've ever seen him give us a super chat. So I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming into the chat. Um, who do y'all think will be the one to take the belt off Britt Baker? I definitely want to talk about the last week. I didn't love how Britt lost in like eight minutes to Riho. Um, I get it. And I think it's going to set up a rematch at Battle of the Belts. That's my prediction. So, I but whenever they said a stipulation, if Riho beats her, then he, she gets a title shot. I was thinking to myself, like, oh, maybe they might do something like that. But, um, I just felt like if she did beat her, it should have been more of a long drawn out thing. But I think they tried to do it with the element of surprise, like Britt to- totally underestimated her and lost because of it. Um, and for I guess Riho is three and zero against Britt, so there's that thing too now that can be like in the back of her mind so she'll be like that paranoid champion going up against Riho I guess uh, so that's okay but, my, but I think they're building Rosa to beat her I think Thunder Rosa is going to beat Britt probably at the next pay-per-view honestly but then I don't really know where you go from there with Britt because to me like Britt is the biggest female star they have and then Thunder Rosa is like right there with her and then after that it's kind of like whatever
0: i don't know i mean i was talking about this earlier on the distraction uh with joseph and jeremy and we were talking about the AEW women's division like because i think they're in a really good spot right now considering the situation like they were put in with you know not they didn't have big stars like charlotte and and sasha and bailey and and becky and all those wrestlers that like you know became big stars in the wwe system they had really kind of like the people WWE weren't interested in uh, independent wrestlers, people who maybe never been seen on the mainstream or just kind of like greener wrestlers in general, just because they were newer like Britt Baker. I'd put in that category. Britt hadn't been wrestling that long before she was in AEW. Um, And there's quite a few wrestlers like that. Like Chris Outlander hasn't wrestled that long um, and stuff like that. But like, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where like, I think I think Thunder Rosa is probably the one who makes the most sense to beat her, especially because she beat her in like the lights out match, even though that technically didn't count um, for the records, but um, she's, I think she's been the best built of, of anyone. I personally like Serena Deeb the best. Like I, she's the most fun for me to watch in the ring. Like I love her like Dean Malenko gimmick that she has now and stuff. Like I, I really, I think Serena Deeb's awesome. Um, So they have some good options there and they have some good up and comers. Like, Ty Conti is going to be really good. Anna Jay, I think it's going to be really good. Jade Cargill, I think is going to be one of the biggest stars in the entire company. She just, she's just kind of green. Cause she's new, but like give her more time. She's got the look. She has the athleticism. Like she can be a big star.
1: Do you, um, do you think though with her, do you think that it gives like the AEW crowd, WWE vibes, like m-
0: maybe a little the body,
1: bit, the look and yet like getting super pushed when she's kind of green, like, what do you think
0: about that? Maybe a little bit, but it'd be different if this was for the world title and not the TBS yeah. title right now. Um yeah. because I think with her with the TBS title, she's gonna be one of the centerpieces or possibly the main centerpiece of their show on TBS. And with that, she's gonna I mean, she's in a real sink or swim position, like and she's been put in a position to to succeed. And I think that it's really smart to have smart Mark Sterling with her, like for uh that that whole manager gimmick and on the microphone and stuff so like they're putting her in a really good position and if she can roll with that tbs championship and get better i think in like you know a year from now or something she might be in a position where people like because what the wwe does it could like i don't know it's hard to explain with with AEW, they're they're taking a chance on a lot of these talents and letting them grow in front of our eyes and just sink or yeah. swim. Like Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty is kind of next up when it, and those yeah. kind of guys. Wheeler Yuta and and Jade Cargill is in that same kind of boat. But in like WWE, it's like you kind of you, you might they might kind of slow build you like an Omos because you could just like tell that they ha- they think highly of him. But then there's All a right. lot of people that like you're they're going to get like that push and then they're going to be forgotten about like immediately or they're not going to yeah. get the the chance ever to begin with. So like it's really because you you had asked like versus, you know, like just doesn't give you WWE vibes like I guess kind of but like you also don't see that many people being put in like a position to succeed like how AEW has kind of set Jade Cargill up already. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I I just think that, like, that's – I'm not saying it's necessarily even a bad thing. I just think that, like, people look at this and be like, oh, female Roman Reigns or, oh, female John Cena. Like, that she's getting the push and she's not that good and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Well, to be honest, I think the same – could honestly be kind of said about Britt baker like i think Britt baker as a character and on the microphone in her presence she's super over but she's not you know. the best in-ring wrestler in the in the women's division for AEW. Mm-hmm. i could probably name five or six women off the top of my head that are probably better in the ring than she is like yeah. i think thunder rosa and serena deep are like far superior in the ring to to brit baker you, but for baker's so- super over yeah,
1: well, I, I just think, and this is the thing—you've got to go way back with Britt, like before AEW, and like I remember, I went to a ROH uh, show in Houston, and this was right after the Elite left. There were maybe like 300 people there. Britt was there, and Thunder Rosa was there, and none of them were over—like not even close. Right. Like just, just crickets. And she was wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. Josh Matthews's wife—that's an impact. I don't remember what her name was, but Masson yeah, or maybe no. I'm thinking somebody else. I can't think of her name. Is it
0: Josh Matthews and Rain? Oh, sorry, I don't, Yeah, go ahead. It's okay. It's not but
1: she was part of the beautiful people as well, like and Rain. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, it was and right. Rain. Yeah. Yep, you're right. You're right. Anyway, so she was wrestling her just blah match. Nothing big deal. No big deal. I remember going to Starcast Bree. Britt was part of that. Um, She got, you know, uh, she was pretty cheap. I think it was like 30 bucks to meet her. Half off like 15. Um, Didn't have any desire to meet her. She was pretty boring. She was pretty bland. But man, I remember in Austin when she turned heel and she trashed Whataburger and it was just like, whoa, this is different. And then she had that cast where she like broke her leg or and her nose and all this stuff and like just became that heel character and it really got her over. And uh I just think that she has that personality that the women don't, including Jade, that's really gotten her over. Not necessarily in the ring. I do think that she's gotten better, but but that's another thing too with Brit, is we've literally watched her grow in front of us, like yes. from just bleh to like superstar so um i give her a lot of credit for that
0: yeah yeah for sure um i saw uh Taron uh mention statlander uh and sheeta as well in this conversation I, yeah i i think that both of them are statlander is really really good she just yeah. she's still new though it's one of those things where like we haven't even she's still a couple years away from her prime still which is incredible you can say that about a lot of talents in aew like a guy like daniel garcia he's already doing great but he's still years from his prime like imagine how good some of these wrestlers are going to be and we get to see them we get to see them live in front of real audiences do this not like hidden away in a performance center like no one gets to see all of this until you know it's too late kind of stuff yeah um but I in think I see, with in
1: Statlander, the only thing with Statlander to me is, like, I just think the gimmick holds her back. Not the best friends, but, like, nobody buys her as an alien. Like, that thing, just, that, that ship has sailed. I think she could do something different, and it would get over. And then she, she has the in-ring skills to really get over. So, I think she really should look into doing something. I think her and Orange Cassidy should have a romance. And I mean, it would be something yeah. like that. And I think that could really get her over.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think that that's for sure where it's headed at some point. They've teased that before. But I, it, I mean, with with uh, Chris Salander, I think I, I saw something that she was like one of the top selling figures on Ringside Collectibles when they put them up. So like- She is toyetic. It, mean, it, well, and that's the thing. I think that there's a lot of kids that I think could really become- And and the thing with her is like, I am I don't mind stuff that's, kind of geared towards children you know what i mean because as long as it's like like if Satlander's like this uh, is alien character like i don't believe she's an alien and little kids might not even believe she's an alien but like they like her action figure they want to paint their face like her they want to buy her merchandise and she's good in the ring so like i'm gonna enjoy it still like as long as the matches are good so it's kind of a win-win for everybody i think well, um, so, so
1: my thing is if you're gonna be the alien, then you need to like be the alien and not just be like normal and then whenever you want to be an alien, you be an alien. Like if you're gonna go for the gimmick, go for the gimmick. If not, then go and just do something else. That that's my thing.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. But uh and I saw like there's some people that like don't agree, don't think Jade Cargill like should be getting this push. Listen, I, I understand what y'all are saying. I totally get it. I, I get I get the uh And there's a part of me that feels the same way. I just think the progression we've seen so far in her presence and the way she was just kind of thrown into that whole like Shaq and Cody and Red Velvet thing and like I think really pulled it off. Like, um, you know, I think that she's very like she's very teachable clearly. And I saw someone mention she's she's training with Jonathan Gresham. I mean, so I mean, she's only going to keep getting better. And she's somebody who was never on any other wrestling show. That's something else that is cool to see every now and then where it's like a real true homegrown AEW star, not somebody we Agreed. saw somewhere else, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm not at the point to where it's like, Oh no, get her off my TV or anything like that. Um, I just think for the first TBS title, people might want something different, but I don't think Rose is going to win. I think her path is towards Brit and I'm, I, I think Jade is going to win, but I could also see Ruby winning. So I think it's between those two is Jade and Ruby for the TBS title.
0: Yeah, I I think that the majority of uh, fans assume that Jade's going to win the whole thing. I think Jade's Mm going to win the whole thing. And and AEW knows that we think that Jade's going to win the whole thing. Yep. But that doesn't necessarily mean not to do it. You know what I mean? Sometimes the best thing to do in pro wrestling is just do the obvious thing. As long as the matches are good and the story makes sense. Um, But here's the thing. It's a good situation to be in because Thunder Rose is really damn good. Ruby Riot has de- she's she's definitely surprised me. Like she's definitely better than what she showed the WWE from what I've yeah. seen. So yeah. like you know, she's Ruby earned her Soho,
1: spot. Soho Steven.
0: Well they call Ruby Riot. Yeah. That's Sorry. Okay. Ruby, Ruby Soho. Um she's <laughs> I, but like she's earned her spot for sure in AEW. Like yeah. there's, you know, and and, and then geez. Like, I don't know what her her other name is, but Ember Moon, like you she's gotta become an AEW. Like they're yeah. they're and that leads into like someone, I think someone read a super chat about Big Swole, and that'd be a perfect time to bring her up right now. All right.
1: John with the super chat of Big Swole. With Big Swole leaving AEW, do you think this will be a domino effect? I feel like a lot of the original AEW signings won't be retained. Who wants to handle that one?
0: Yeah, so I'll I'll say I think just because it just kind of came up naturally with big swole and me talking about the women's division here. Like I think the big swole now, I, I don't want to speculate on the reason she's leaving. I, it could be completely mutual, which is the way that it sounded from That's what, she what it sounded like to me. Um, and I don't know what the reason is. I know that it's pretty public that she, you know, deals with like Crohn's or, or something along those lines. And um, you know, she had taken time off and stuff before and, and, and this and that, but I'll, I'll I'll say this with the influx of talent, that's going to be coming into AEW shortly um, because a lot of big names with big followings, I think, you know, could be popping up in AEW any minute in the women's division. I think big swole was just at a point where like, she was already kind of lost in the mix and she was going to get like super lost in the mix pretty soon if she was still there. And The best thing that she can do, to be honest, is go to somewhere like Impact Wrestling and try to be, like, the centerpiece of that division, up her value, and then come back with, like, more buzz. Um, Because, you know, and and to answer, like, the question from the Super Chat that that ties into this, I do think – I don't know if Domino Effect's the right way of putting it, but it's definitely – we're going to see this. AEW is a business and AEW was not a company that went out and hoarded talent and did this to themselves. This is strictly like, this is how sports work. You know, you have a contract for two years or three years or whatever it is. It runs up. And if, if it isn't mutually beneficial to keep the partnership going, you, you naturally let the contract run out and they become a free agent. And, I think that's kind of the case with big swole for whatever reason, it just isn't working out between her and the company right now. It doesn't seem like there's any like real ill will from what we've seen. And I do think that there's going to be, I don't want to sit here and name names. Doug will probably sit here and do that because he knows I hate it, but I'll probably do it anyways. <laughs> and I have nothing to do with any of that. Those are not my views or the views of any of my employers, but I will say she, she's, she, there is not going to be just her. I think, I don't think there's going to be yeah. mass firings, but I do think that a lot, a handful of, uh, contracts will expire that will not be renewed.
1: Yeah. Um, to for, for my thoughts on Big Swole, I think she had every opportunity to succeed. So I don't want to hear the, the people are being like, oh, they never gave her a chance and blah, 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 and, and try to make things out that has nothing to do with. Um, I remember constantly going to live shows, I've been to six Dynamites and Big Swole was booked on like five of them. And she was on Elevation. She was on Dynamite. She was on all of it and never once was impressed. Never. And she had great energy. Sure. Her song was good. Her theme music was good. She'd come out. You'd be excited for her. The crowd was behind her. But when she left the ring, they didn't care about her. And one of the, my biggest complaints about Big Swoll, she never laid it in. She was soft as toilet paper. Like she just never wanted to hit somebody hard. So whenever she was in the ring, it's like, dude, you've got to hit her. Like you can't just be really soft style. So to me, that was one of my biggest problems I had with her. And then I remember her just kind of going away off TV. And she hasn't really made a comeback. Remember, so, like,
0: the big swole announcements or whatever that on BTE were, like, never good?
1: Yes. Like like it just wasn't entertaining. Like, like, she just had so many opportunities. The whole Britt Baker thing, that was one of the worst opening pay-per-view things you could have done. And there were just – she had so many – she worked with Britt Baker. She worked with a lot of the top AEW talent. And there just was nothing memorable there. It just, it just fell flat. So – I don't hold any ill will towards AEW for not re-signing her. I think they gave her every opportunity. They wanted to make her a big thing, and she just she just wasn't good enough, in my opinion. But I like the idea of her going to Impact. I'm not saying she should retire. I just think that she needs to get better. Just flat out, she needs to get better.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And I think something that would uh, really help my perception is – if she was big and or swole, I think that would help a lot. That would, um, da- yeah. She might even know?
1: want to consider a, a, a ring name change. Honestly, it, it just it's, doesn't it's, make
0: sense. I like, no. like if Jade Cargill was called big swole, I'd buy that it. That would make a lot You know what I mean? But like, sense. yeah, she's, definitely.
1: I just, doesn't, I, would, just, I
0: just don't get it. So any, so yeah, you're, you're totally right. She, she did have opportunities and, you know, for whatever reason she's not staying in the company and, yeah you know she has she will have opportunities to get better and be a big deal elsewhere like she will get
1: the way that she kind of hinted hinted at it like to me it seemed like aew wasn't necessarily like finished with her right like she decides she's deciding to bet on herself because she didn't like the offer that she got for whatever they offered her or what so that's another thing to kind of think of too um And then about the other people, I'm not going to name names, but just kind of think about who you haven't seen in a while, who you used to see a lot of. um, And that probably will get you to where guys aren't going to be re-signed. So um, I think that this is where, to me, Tony Khan would gain. I, I mean, I have all the respect in the world for Tony Khan, but I would love to see him as a boss be able to say, look, we gave you a shot, it's not really working, we've got this guy now, we signed this person, this person, this person, we're gonna have to move on and not renew your contract. Like, I I think that that's part of just doing business. So I'm curious to see who else they decide to move on from. And honestly, it's sad thing to me is like, if it's not a big name and AEW chooses not to sign it, sign them, I don't think WWE would touch them with the 10 foot pole. Just honestly,
0: uh, yeah. I mean, it, it obviously it depends on who we're talking about, but I think most in most cases they probably because they wouldn't even do that for like Impact back in the day and stuff, right? Like, you know. But
1: see, to me, it's like they would be acknowledging that they want somebody that AEW viewed as not somebody that they wanted to renew, and I just I don't see them ever doing that unless it's like a big name.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: So, like I said, the Indies are about to get crazy. About to get really crazy.
0: Hell yeah. Love it.
1: We got another super chat from Kogan. Thank you, Kogan. Um, Since we're in the holiday time, what are your favorite Starcade matches and moments? Also, thoughts on Bischoff saying it wasn't their biggest show? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, if Bischoff's saying that, then he lied to us for the longest time because Starcade was their WrestleMania. Like, that's basically the way it was built. Um, and if it wasn't their biggest show, then what What did he view it as? Like Super Brawl, um, <laughs> like, uh, Bash at the Beach, maybe, maybe Bash at the Beach. to me, Bash at the Beach was always their SummerSlam. Like, that's what that's the way I viewed it. Um, I mean, to me, the biggest is, is Hogan and Sting. The match sucked, but like, as a... As a kid ordering that pay-per-view, I can't tell you like how excited I was for that show. I was right
0: there with you for that though. Yeah, that like, was that
1: key. that had the longest build up. And the thing is too is like Sting hadn't even been in the ring. Like no, not, he hadn't wrestled a match in over a year. Like he'd only hard. like
0: handed people his bat in the ring and, like turned around to see if they would hit him or not like
1: Oh, maybe he say. gave him a, a stinger, uh, a, a scorpion death yeah. drop or whatever. But like yeah. that was maybe a stinger splash, but like you never saw him in an actual match. So just the great. return of Sting and then like finally facing Hogan and what was gonna happen and all that. So Bischoff is saying that Halloween Havoc was the biggest show of the year. Bull crap. Like I'm calling BS <sighs> on that. Not. Not calling you a liar, I'm calling Bischoff a liar because they never marketed Halloween Havoc as their biggest show of the year.
0: But it did, it had that huge backing from uh, Slim Jim. I do remember that. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, dude, it had I do. I love
1: shows. Huge yeah. shows on Halloween Havoc. But, the like, set arcade was, was like.
0: Yeah. That was the, their mania. The Halloween Havoc had the the sickest sets too. Like, I, I love in Bash at the Beach. Bash yeah. at the Beach will always like. That's probably, when I think of WCW, if I had to think like WCW pay-per-view, Bash of the Beach and Halloween Havoc come to mind first. And Bash of the Beach, I think, will always, always just barely beat it out because of the Hogan turn and everything. I think
1: also Uncensored is very underrated. (laughs) Uncensored was dope. That was like Extreme Rules before Extreme Rules. Like uh, Uncensored was great. Spring Stampede was fun. Road Wild, all those good ones, you know. Um, Yeah, for sure.
0: I'd yeah. say I, I, Sting, and, Sting and Hogan was one of the best builds in like the history of wrestling. But another one that I need to bring up as well for Starcade is Kevin Nash beating the streak, beating Goldberg at 98, uh, 1998. Like that was, I mean, for me, that was incredibly memorable. Cause that was like a giant talking point at school when that happened. Yeah. Like, I remember yeah. that being a really big deal and I couldn't watch it live. Well, I, I did. And I didn't, I was watching like, the scrambled screen kind of thing and I had to wait until Monday night to like get like a clear because I didn't know like I, I could hear them talking about like a cattle prod and like I knew Goldberg had lost but like I couldn't like see it because it was on this scrambled pay-per-view screen for those of you who live back in those days to watch wrestling you know what I'm talking about there was like a yep. channel that was it was like the pay-per-view channel but if you didn't order it you got like this scrambled mess with some like audio. Um, I mean, it was basically
1: like watching the pay-per-view on radio. Like, that's basically yeah. what it was like. But then every now and then, it would completely fix itself. And you were like, three seconds, yes! Oh, it
0: was so sick <laughs> when that would happen. That was so sick. Um, I
1: remember watching um, Warrior and Triple H uh, for WrestleMania <laughs> because that was like, Warriors return, and like I was just like, please fix it, the screen, please fix the screen. I haven't seen him in so long. What does he look like? Because they were building him up and they had never showed him, they didn't show what he looked like at all. So, um, I remember just hoping that the screen would fix.
0: Well, the match itself was like 10 seconds. So, did it, did it, like, did it fix itself, or was it out for like that 10 seconds?
1: I got a little bit like half and half, <laughs> yeah. where I can at least see like his, um, his uh, mm. robe that he came out with or whatever and like the color a little bit but that was about it and then it was like and then when he won it was just like oh he kicked out of the pedigree i heard that and he won like yes he's back
0: there you go I, I i know
1: that was gonna be like one of the most disappointing runs of his <laughs> career but
0: i thought ecw hardcore seven mentioned the black box for those of you who don't know what that is that was there was like a device back in the day yeah. Um, which would be kind of the equivalent nowadays of just like illegal streaming, but like this black box would unscramble the pay-per-view channels for free. I never had one, but I did have a friend who did. Um, their family had one, and uh, so I, I yeah, I'm very, uh, I'm very familiar yes. with what those black boxes were. Yeah,
1: some pay-per-view providers, you had to literally go pick up the box to watch it. Like, you'd have to pick up the box, you'd watch it, and then you'd have to return the box after the pay-per-view or they'd find you or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, it was hard times back then. Now you just go to fight and just press buy, and it's done. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Man, those are the days. This is going to
1: be a a tough one uh, from Dirty. Thanks, as always. Appreciate it, Dirty. Uh, What wrestlers do you like that suck in the (laughs) ring? Huh. I don't know if I do. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to
0: think. Because suck is a pretty – that's a pretty harsh – like I could maybe think of some that aren't like as good as – like that are more over than they should be basically. I liked, the, uh-huh. I liked
1: Mr. Kennedy. I would say that. I was a big fan of Mr. Kennedy when he first started, and yeah. he definitely wasn't the best. Um I could give you names that like I liked at the time that they weren't that good, but currently right now, I don't like very many, if any, that suck in the ring. Because to me now it's like there's that there's so many good wrestlers that like if you suck, like you really shouldn't be wrestling at this point.
0: Yeah, I'm really trying to he says Eddie Kingston. Oh, oh, dude, that's that's just unfair. Ultimate
1: Warrior, that's a great one. Yeah, that was a great one. Ultimate Warrior was a, a little bit fantastic. And Sid, Sid definitely sucked in the ring. He was good.
0: Bill Goldberg when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, okay, he liked Goldberg. I never did, but it's Hulk Hogan. I, I mean, yeah. it's like the goat to me. So yeah, Hogan was a big one. Um looking
0: around to see if there's anyone that comes it's mind. hard to
1: say that Hogan like sucks in the ring though just to how charismatic he is and how he's able to really like get the crowd involved like very few can do what he did
0: <laughs> yeah um, Kevin Nash kind of would qualify
1: yep definitely would qualify and hey, Scott funny. Hall was actually Dude, good in the ring though I like. didn't realize how good Scott Hall actually was till later on like I used to view him and Kevin Nash as the same Kevin Nash better right and then, like, when you become a smart market and you really understand things, you're like, God dang, Hall has great punches, and God dang, Hall can sell. And man, look at Hall bumping, and it's just like, wow, Hall's really good. And then you're like, holy crap, Kevin Nash does nothing, and he's lazy. And oh, he doesn't, he never sells, he never takes back bumps. What is this? You know, Piper, that's a good one.
0: I'll say one that'll uh, get me a lot of heat Nick Gage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that's a good one, honestly. Yeah. That that's one. There's there's one Kogan currently like, right
0: now. Like I, I think that he's incredibly over and I love watching what did him do what he does, but it's mainly like there's a whole lot of wrestling going on. It's it's if like you, if you, know. you
1: take away the weapons, like if you were watching that Chris Jericho match, right? <laughs> And the way that things were going where it wasn't necessarily his crowd, they're not eating up everything he's doing. And if he never busted out weapons, that thing could have went south real quick.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree. Like, you know, it is pretty heavily reliant on. on... Now, the thing is, he's so over that in front of the right crowd, he really doesn't even need the weapons. But, like, you're not going to get, like, some, like, classic wrestling match. You know what I mean? Brandon's about to get the uh, boot. Yeah,
1: so we'll see you later, Brandon. Thanks for coming in, no, Dude, I
0: actually I didn't when I lived through that. I I was right there with you. I know how much you despise the JBL WWE title oh run, but weird. like, but honestly, like when I go back and look at it in comparison to stuff from recent years, it's way better than a lot of the recent stuff.
1: Bray Wyatt. Well, and oh, some man. of the stuff he said he can never say now. You can never say that now. So. Oh yeah,
0: very true. Bray Wyatt's uh, int- I think Bray Wyatt's actually pretty good, but like I he's he's divisive. Like I, Well I think, I think I the problem with Bray
1: is is the position that he's always in is if he's not like if you're champion, you gotta be great. And if you're gonna get that much push, you gotta be great. And he's not great in the ring, but he's like great in other aspects. So, you know, one thing I think that's interesting too is I mean, we've kind of had now where like Cross is doing a movie, right? Nia says that she's probably never returning to wrestling, which great decision. Um, And then Bray Wyatt is doing a movie. Like, I think we're going to get to the point where a lot of these like WWE people that get released, they're not coming back to wrestling at all. Like, they're just going to do other stuff. Like, they're not in this for the love of wrestling, They were more in it for the love of being a WWE superstar and that is over now. And so they're going to do something else.
0: Well, a lot of the people you just mentioned, like never had an indie career, you know? And that's why, that's why I think like, I talked about it last week and I'm not going to like harp on it, but that's something that I feel like people forget about when Cody left the WWE, like he'd never had an indie run. He went from high school to OVW to the WWE and like, you know, I think that there's a lot of people that are in like pretty much his, a very similar situation as him that like their first real exposure in wrestling was the WWE system. And that's really all they know. And they're not going to want to, not everyone's going to want to travel city to city and be their own boss and have to deal with their own merchandise and, and do all that stuff on their own. Or they're also caught between a rock and a hard place because, you know, they might want to go wrestle, but a company like, Impact Wrestling, for instance, or they might not have enough eyeballs that you care to go there, or they can't afford to pay you what you want to get paid, and it's you know it's it's like starting off in, in the major leagues, basically of of a, uh, you know I, I don't want to make that exact comparison because AEW is still very much the major leagues. There are other companies you can make a really good living in, you know, in wrestling, but it's like starting if you're like Braun Strowman, for instance, is like a good example. Like you started at a level. I know it took him a few years. But you basically start at a level where you're making like a million and a half dollars a year. Like that's that's super uncommon for a wrestler to start at that type of level. So that crash is going to be. I mean, it's going to be super humbling if he goes to try to get a on a show in like Chattanooga, Tennessee, and they're like, "Brother, we can pay you like a thousand bucks." But like that's. I mean, you know what I mean? Like in that, not only
1: that, I need you in a more physical style, in a longer match, with way less of a crowd, with. Like, no royalties. We're not giving you the nicest hotels. You know what I mean? Like, this is- no health care. <laughs> like, no health care. Yeah, like-, like, if you break your neck, you're on your own. Like, yeah. there's going to be a lot of people that are going to tell them to take a hike.
0: And that's the same kind of situation if you're like Braun Strowman, for instance. It's like you might go to, like, MLW or something and be like, hey, I'm really interested in what you guys are doing here. I really want to get on the team. And they're like, cool, we can give you, like, you know, 30000 a year or whatever. And he's like... I was making a million and a half. Like, there's no way I'm going to do this for $30,000. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a- They bank
1: on, we'll give you 30,000 and then you can go work independence. So by the time it's all said and done, you know, you're making decent money and yeah. And they're going to be like, yeah, no, I'm not doing
0: that. And just for the record, I don't know what MLW pays. I literally have no idea. I've never asked anybody that I've, I've ever known that has gone there. I'm just saying, just for the sake of like, the point that i'm trying to make like it, either no one out there is going to be offering him a million and a half dollars no. um and even the companies that would come close like an impact wrestling he apparently wasn't interested in, in going to because they apparently did make him some sort of offer and he didn't show up so like you know i you know and once again that's a rare case but that's the same kind of situation nia Jax is in um yeah. and there's others that are that are in that same boat but then every now and then you're gonna have like a cody type guy or like uh um geez out of the wwe system it's hard to it's hard to say i guess like actual homegrown non-indie star pre-wwe that's kind of out there now i don't know but yeah the thing roman I sorry be... roman would be a perfect example like if roman reigns left the wwe like that you know what i mean same kind of thing except he's a star to where like he would wind up you know be a big deal somewhere but like he never had the indie run he would yeah. be expecting to make some more money to what he's making now, wherever he went kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Well, and this actually goes into um, our next super chat, but I do want to say the thing that I give credit to Cody for like so much is like, he was just, you know, OVW to WWE. And then he went to the Indies and like, he didn't just like, I'll dip my toe in it or whatever. Like, I mean, he really went for it and he got over in the Indies which made him even bigger star than what he was. And, like, that's rare. That's very rare. Because a lot of times, too, you come to the indies from a mainstream show and you, like, half-ass it, uh, Jeff Hardy, um, you get booed out of the building. Like, they want nothing to do with you. You It's been happening
0: to Cesar Bonotti and GCW.
1: Yeah. And, And, by the way, you're not seeing him in AEW anymore, you know, like, and he's a super nice guy and all that stuff. But like, if you're not, if you're not at the level, they will boot you out of the building. You remember when Jeff Hardy showed up to Ring of Honor as Willow or whatever? Oh, like, yeah, that went yeah. awful. That went awful. They boot him out of the building.
0: I hate that, too, because I love Jeff Hardy. No, I
1: I like Jeff Hardy too, but I'm just saying like, you can't have that same approach and think that you're just going to be accepted. Like you have to reprove yourself. You have to show that you're a legit wrestler. Otherwise they're going to not accept you.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. We we
1: did get a super chat from cactus J 22, which is another new super chat. So thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it, man. Said uh, thoughts on Roman's comments on leaving sooner than later for Hollywood. If you were WWE, who would you push to replace him? Steven, please be nice. Um, I mean,
0: who do I they have? If,
1: I think if he leaves, they are in so much trouble. Like, just imagine if they were if, if if he was Kenny Omega, like and he had all these injuries, and then if he if he was out, just let's say he's out four months and you're going into mania. Roman's not making mania. Right now he has an injured um he has an injured knee and it's like partially Well, let's torn just say the that
0: the, the cancer comes back.
1: The cancer came back. Whatever. I'm just trying to be No, nice. no, no, no,
0: no my but my no, no the point is like that's an actual real situation no, that they have had that like could happen, could happen could again. Happen. Yeah, yeah. So I let's say minute, right I, now. I don't want it to obviously. I'm just saying. Absolutely like, not. That's just you know that could happen. Well, both of us would agree
1: we're fans of Roman Reigns. Correct? Yeah,
0: I think he's the best thing that WWE has in their system for sure. by far. Yes,
1: for sure. So if if you've got no Roman, he's out, and you've got to go into Mania, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I don't. I don't. Then there's no one that like. If I thought about it off the top of my head, like Kevin Owens, I don't think he's going to be in the company much longer. Uh, yep. Sami Zayn's probably in the same boat. I don't know. I. Uh, you, you got... I mean, Rick Steiner's kid is not ready yet by any stretch of what, the imagination. What about,
1: honestly, what about Austin Theory? Because it, when I saw it, it kind of made sense. And it really did seem like he could be a Cena-type guy if they really put the machine behind him.
0: You, you know, honestly, so most people who watch me know that, like, I only watch the pay-per-views. But, I, but what I've seen... Like on Twitter and stuff, it seems like Vince and Austin Theory are doing a lot on screen together. So clearly yeah. they've got some sort of plans for him. I mean, I was a big fan of him in Evolve. I thought, like yep. seeing, you know, he, because he was literally like 18, 19 years old doing that, like being like the Evolve champion and the whole deal. He's got the look that the WWE likes. Um, you know, um, Kogan mentioned Matt Riddle. I totally agree about Matt Riddle too. Um, but I I just don't I don't see the WWE pushing Matt Riddle like in the same to the same degree they push Roman Reigns. I just don't see them ever doing it. Um, yeah, I think like AJ Styles is incredible, but like he's kind of just like where he's at in the company at this point. Um,
1: yeah,
0: you know I don't I, I don't
1: I would see them like falling back on like a Randy Orton. I could see them. Do... I'm not saying it would work. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm I, not I saying. saying yeah. I just think their plan would be like a Randy Orton versus. I mean, and, like, I don't know what about Big E's run so far, but, like, it's not what it needs to be. Like, I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to be champion, but, like, for you to replace a Roman, you really have to be built up to be the guy. And that would be the problem if he just had to immediately go away. They would have to do some type of tournament or something or somebody would win. Um, But, I, I. and I don't feel like that – I feel like an Austin Theory would have more of a chance, a Riddle would have more of a chance than someone who's already been championed before. They would have to pick somebody that has never really had that opportunity yet and then to, like, stick with them through the thick and thin.
0: Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Um, I mean, ECW Hardcore mentioned it. Uh, Vince probably pushes Omos. I mean, that's – I've been saying that for for – like a year now like and i i still stand by that like he's he's definitely going to be the wwe or universal champion within the next six months for sure um i don't know what show or when it will happen or anything like that i'm just saying like he's definitely figured into their plans i'm not saying it's the right thing to do he's incredibly green um he also mentioned von wagner who i i only know of him because i think he's calo riley's tag partner right now no um, but Kyle O'Reilly's deal is up tomorrow or tonight. So like not, hopefully... not
1: necessarily. He's he's in that war game show on Sunday. Oh, did they win the match tonight? I'm not sure, but I, I at least I heard he was. Maybe he's not. I don't know. I,
0: I saw some I, they were telling me earlier that it was like Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly versus I can't remember who they're wrestling. I think it's Legado del Fantasma. Um, but the winning team goes on to war game. Yeah. So if they lost, that would mean that he could potentially be out of there.
1: What about um, Damian Priest? He got the rub with Bad Bunny, huh?
0: Yeah, I mean I think Damian Priest is solid. Um but I don't see him. I, I just I realistically can't see anybody that the WWE has getting to the level that they've tried to get Roman to. I just don't see and the it. The funny thing
1: is is like if Hangman couldn't be champion, who do you have? And I mean, I could name you like two no. people. Oh, more than 10. Yeah, like, yeah, could, yeah, there's like yeah, there's like we're good.
0: Yeah. Um that's that's the thing. I think the most likely of any of them is Omos, to be honest. Um so I'm I'm
1: I'm going with Austin theory. I'm hoping oh. I would rather see Austin theory than Omos. so it's my Well opinion. Austin
0: Theory is infinitely better in the ring than OMOS. It's not even yeah. comparable. Yeah. Um Austin Theory though, I mean I could see it's like I can see them doing that, but I could also see them just like him being in the next batch of releases because like, you know, that's 100%. just what happens in the WWE. They sour on people for whatever reason and give up and that's that. So who knows?
1: You yeah, Walter Walter would be one that if they just chose to bring him in and actually push him. And the thing is, Steven, like, I don't think a lot of people will even know who he is, even if he was in survivor series and all that stuff. I think people would be like, Oh, I forgot all about that guy. And if they actually like had him, let's say they booked him and Brock Lesnar and he beat Brock. Then all of a sudden you have this new dominant guy who's young, who has the look, maybe get him a mouthpiece that that could work
0: you know what the craziest thing is about this whole conversation i'm really glad that kogan brought up walter and that that you just that you just said that because in all honesty if you want to look at like who should be the future of wwe it should be walter it should be Ilya dragunov it should be tyler Bate. it should be all these guys who are off at nxt uk and no one's paying attention Well, the
1: funny thing was when Dragunov and Walter had their amazing match, right? Clearly WWE's match of the year. Yep. When when they had that match, all I could think about was all they want to do is get rid of this ring style. They don't ever (laughs) want to have this type of match again. Like that's literally their goal is to not have great matches like this on NXT. This was like NXT farewell is what this was. And it like blew me away. Because I'm like, if you have these type of matches, and then if you push people like Riddle and Walter and all this stuff on mainstream TV, that's the stuff that makes Tony Khan sweat. That's the stuff where Tony Khan's like, oh, damn. Like, like he even said, the guy that made him the most nervous in NXT was Adam Cole. So, like, if you're going to, if you really want to make him nervous, if you really want to try to dip into his audience, you're going to need to push guys like that.
0: Yeah, I just don't think they care about dipping in I, I agree. So but, I agree. But that but in all honesty, the sad truth of it is this is what will happen with Walter if he shows up on Raw or SmackDown. He will get a big push for like a month, and then he'll be treated like Lee. Like it'll be they'll they won't know what to do, they'll Vince won't get it, they'll he'll he'll get ruined. Um he'll be out there dancing like Rikishi you know what i mean like it'll be so i i have literally zero faith that Vince man would have any idea what to do with walter so and i think right. it was proven when he did like the few things he did with the WWE. i remember he was in that survivor series match and got beat by braun Strowman in like five seconds like that's what they're gonna think of him he's gonna be f- feed to omos
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah wwe's future all that good stuff a lot of fun stuff um I I don't know. I don't I don't know what they do, but it is an interesting question. And that's why to me too, like you can't just look at month against month and stuff. Let's look at this stuff year over year. Let's see how much different these WrestleMania cards look year over year. I mean, if you look at did you see the next elite line of figures that are coming out, elite series Yeah, 92? I think out of
0: the six, four weren't in the company anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like that's crazy adam cole the fiend the burn fiend rick flair um and uh there was one more scarlet and yeah. it, it's like it, they're releasing people at such a rapid rate like imagine poor wwe2k right now making that video game like it's just like hey we're gonna need you to delete you know these 10 people that you built you yeah, know delete those and Hey, we got another batch of cuts. So I'm gonna need to delete those. It was like, well, this is gonna take some time, so this is gonna delay the release. Well, we need it out. Well, well, then the game's not gonna be as good. Well, do what you gotta do. Okay. Yeah, you know, like this isn't how you run a company. Like, and the whole like Paul Heyman that the, the the Paul Heyman interview with Ariel where he said Vince just wants to rip the band-aid off, like that makes so much sense in so many ways, where they just have no more patience for anything. And like I said, look at Britt Baker, right? Britt Baker, if you just judged her based on her performance when she first came in, you're not thinking much of it. You're probably thinking she's going to have the same path as Big Swole. But she got her opportunity. She was able to turn heel. She was able to really take it in stride and grow. And by patience, you now have a superstar. Like that That's what this is all about. If you just look at MJF, right? Because I know we need to talk about this. But like... MJF, when he started at all out or all in, all in. Yeah. And first match had ever match against Matt Cross. Matt Cross, right? Yeah. And I remember the first time I'd ever seen him was um, when they were doing the road to all in. And they were doing little video packages and they did the video package of MJF. And I was like, this guy's got something. He's pretty charismatic, whatever, right? And I remember after the match, I was like, well that that was kind of a dud he kind of sucks he's got he's definitely good on the mic he's definitely good he he, he has room he could grow but I wish he was better in the ring right if you look at MJF now I mean that guy's a superstar all the way across the board like he's improved so much but if you just wanted to rip the band-aid off it, he's not getting there when he where he needs to be and that's why so many people that's why Roman has no equal because they have no patience for anybody else hey we gave you three months didn't really work out we're going to move on to somebody else and and that's not how you do things
0: yep that's like what I'm saying I, I just don't I, there's a lot of people that have a lot of their eggs in the the Steiner basket there and it's like and that really, that's really the only argument I ever hear or any response I ever hear is like what would like well who's who's going to beat roman what are you guys going to do when roman's gone blah 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 and it's like we got rick steiner's son it's like okay but like he's not good yet like you can't bank on that so like who else is there and then you get and, and like- not
1: only that why is it that anybody that just shows potential is now going to be the figurehead of the company like in aew i could give you potential for days all day long basically anybody they bring in has potential like WWE now especially in NXT 2.0 potential is rare like that's where they're at like oh we have somebody that might actually turn out to be something then that guy needs to be the guy what like how did we get there
0: yeah and dirty says in the chat he says mjf is the best wrestler in aew like in all honesty like i wouldn't argue that like depending on what you like about pro wrestling like yeah. that's that's something that like i think like the best overall wrestler right now i think is brian danielson i think kenny omega had the best year of any wrestler but like if you take into account the mic skills and ring work the age only being like 24 whatever years old and like all the potential and every like MJF is in that conversation for sure. Um, and I got to see him live on the indies pre AEW a little bit. And like even back then, like you could tell, like there was one show I went to. Um, I've talked about the time where he like wouldn't shake my hand and told me to go F myself the first time I ever yeah. met him. And I I didn't I didn't even I didn't know he like lived the gimmick at the time, and and, oh,
1: okay. Oh,
0: well, then it clicked afterwards because I saw him doing it to other people, and I was like, oh, damn! Like this guy's incredible. Like I, I went from like really, really angry to like, like cheering for him, becoming a fan. Yeah, um, but there was. I'll say this real
1: quick. One thing that reminded me: the the person that has never like, there's never been a person that has won me over more live than EC3.
0: Are you telling me about that? Yeah. I I mean, I
1: I hated his guts. I didn't like him at all. And then when we were at the impact show, the way it was built, it's like, you just went to wrestler to wrestler around the ring. And it wasn't like you pick and choose. So you're forced to meet them. Right. Right. So I had to meet the, those one brothers with the spiked hair that I couldn't stand that beat the wolves. Like, uh, I don't remember what they were, but he's, he, he's an NXT as a manager now um i can't remember off the top of my head he like dated, robbie yeah 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 robbie Yo, Yeah, yeah because right, he
0: dated brooke adams yeah, right right i yeah, yeah, was, was dated, the most jealous of that guy of, of all of them exactly
1: yeah, okay. so anyways like i had to meet those guys and stuff but i also got to meet davy richards eddie edwards austin uh aries and some some really cool names too so it worked out but like he was hilarious from the jump he like put uh he took somebody's tna program and like um he he saw a picture jeff hardy and put like i am willow and like that at that time jeff hardy was doing the willow gimmick and he wasn't actually acting like he was jeff hardy and so like he just he just was making jokes and then like i mean he went so out of his way to be entertaining like he got knocked out in the ring and he laid there for like this was after the show because it was in the main event he laid there for like 45 minutes just flat on his face and he would act like he was about to get up and still fall back down because he was knocked out. Like he just went way above and beyond. And I was really impressed by him, but yeah, go ahead about MJF.
0: So there was, there was one show that I was at in Nashville was for Southern underground pro. And you can find this on independent wrestling TV. Like um, I can't remember, like it was probably 2017 or 18 or something like that, but I use code fight talk by the way on IWTV, if you want to go check it out. But I remember he cut this. I was there live. And it's in this bar in Nashville. And he comes out to the ring on crutches. And he had been at a couple shows before. So, like, the audience was familiar with him. And he came out on crutches and cuts this, like, incredible babyface promo. Because, like, he can't wrestle that night. His, his foot's in this boot. And he's like, you know what? I know you guys hate me. Like, I, I get it. I The stuff I've done, the stuff I've said, like, I understand. Um, but, like, above all else, I'm a... I'm a pro wrestler and, like, I can't wrestle tonight and, like, I'm not happy about it and, like, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes into this whole story about how when he was a kid, like, he knows what it's like to, like, deal with adversity because when he was at school, I'm not going to say this, uh, I was literally wearing a yarmulke just now yeah, he, yeah. that he was, that he was, he got called the K-I-K-E, like, right, right, in right, school yeah, and yeah. stuff. And, yeah. like, and 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 people are, like, cheering him. They're like, you know what, like, this guy was a jerk, but, like, and then like the crowd's cheering and, and the dude who runs up got his hand up in the air and he just kicks the dude straight in the nuts. And everyone's yeah. like, no. And then people start throwing toilet paper into the ring and he's just cheering with his crutches. And it's just like, he's so good because like we all knew what what he was, but he right. was still so good at, at that. You're getting the benefit of the doubt for We that finally night. were like, you know what, dude, like he's being genuine right now with this story he's telling us and then he kicks this dude right in the nuts and just gets yep. all the heat back like times five you know it's like oh my god this guy is so good Yeah. Um, but uh but anyways uh, one thing
1: that really like i'll never forget the the meet for the meet and greet for me is that poor girl, <laughs> the, the poor girl story. that brought the flowers that was oh. gonna give it to him And based on how he was treating everybody, she totally backed out. And I mean, this is like a $25, $30 bouquet of flowers. This is a full thing of flowers. And like, Mm -hmm. she totally backed out because she knew it was gonna be awful. And then the guy that was ahead of me that that I ran into at New Japan or whatever, he was so excited to meet him and he bought a scarf and all this stuff. And I was just telling him, I was like, look, he's not gonna care that you're a fan. Like he is going to be a total prick. I'm just letting you know. And <laughs> I didn't see his experience, but when we were leaving the show, I was like, "Hey, man, you got to meet MJF. How'd it go?" He's like, "Yeah, I totally regret doing that. Like, that was awful. Like, I've never... I don't didn't have the scarf. Guy. Scarfs in the trash can. Yeah. Scarfs in the trash. He never wanted. To, like, he, he hated him. He's like, I hate just that guy. So stop but watching just, wrestling like, completely. <laughs> right? Like, he ruined him. But like, that's the thing. I'll, I'll tell anybody. I mean, anybody. If you're gonna meet MJF. He is going to be a total jerk to you. It's part of the gimmick. Like, he does not break it. He doesn't care if you're a fan. In fact, I think he'd rather have you hate him than go up there and talk about how great he is and stuff. Like, he'll, he will just rip you a new one because he doesn't want anybody to like him. So, um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm curious, though, how he'll do with the Long Island show since, like, that's supposed to be, like, New Jersey or whatever. Like, that's supposed to be his home. So I wonder if he'll accept the crowd cheering for him there. Yeah,
0: that will be I don't interesting. I, be like, for those of you who who might be newer to the show, at one point Doug met MJF and yep. paid for his autograph, and, yep. and MJF had Wardlow sign it for MJF right, right in yep. front of Doug and make him take it. A... Yep. Wait, <laughs>
1: not only that, wouldn't even look at me. Wouldn't even look at me. And then like, I smile in all my photos, right? And he won't even look in the camera. Like he's looking down, like, and it's not because Bill is terrible at taking pictures, which he is, but it's not that. It's the fact that like, he didn't even really acknowledge. And then the one time that he looked in the camera, he's just like, like, he doesn't care. But then like, I saw him later talking to security and he's like totally like uh laughing joking like ah you know just being normal and then there there were more people in line and he's laughing joking and then he like he's like he's
0: like like, right off the
1: bat you know
0: so awesome the
1: poor guy bring his kid there and he's just like yeah kid needs to go away that's a disgusting thing get that thing away from me and like man the the wrong dad it just it's not gonna go well it's gonna happen
0: eventually where he's gonna run into some like yeah some dude he doesn't recognize it's just like a total badass well Um, maybe
1: that's one of the reasons he's not champion right because all those press and stuff he's gonna say the wrong thing somewhere and someone's gonna get really pissed off and then they're like this is the representation of their company and blah 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 I, i don't know i don't know
0: yeah um for anyone watching right now, make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Just a reminder for everyone watching. We sure. appreciate that. Because when we're talking about MJF, we might as well go into uh MJF and Punk. And if you want your voices heard, as always, keep sending those super chats. Uh, We'll make sure to keep putting them up on the screen and addressing those uh, for you throughout the show. Absolutely.
1: Um, I'm going to be honest. That might be the greatest back and forth promo I've ever seen in my life.
0: It was incredible.
1: Like, and and the and the thing that made it so great was I felt like we all kind of knew where m j f could go on like the zinger lines, and we kind of knew where punk could go, and they went there, but they did way more than that on top of it and it was just like, wow, and i one thing that really bothers me is how people were bothered by them bringing up w w e but I loved it because that is what the company, that, that's part of the story, right? Like that is part of Punk's story regardless. And when, MG, when Punk is calling him a less famous Miz, which was brutal, and, and not only that, it was so perfect to do this in Chicago because the crowd cared so much. Like when these lines hit, the pop from the crowd made it so much better. And I mean, there were so many times just me on my couch. I was like, oh, you know, like legit pops. Um, But Punk always took it personal that Miz was able to headline WrestleMania, that Miz was champion. And like he just always viewed Miz as so levels below him. So when he calls MJF a less famous Miz, that's like, oh, that's a shot. You know what I mean? And then and then there's also been people, I especially remember at the beginning, a lot of people compared him to the Miz in the beginning. And then I think people realize, holy crap, he's so much better than the Miz. It's not even funny. But Punk to throw that shot. MJF definitely went there with the UFC. I'm going to verbally finish you faster than your UFC career. That was a nice one, especially since he fought in Chicago. There were probably people there that actually had bought tickets to that show. Um, But the ones like the PG Punk was perfect because it's basically like you're not the real CM Punk, you're the sellout WWE version of CM Punk. And that you're just like I'm happy to be here and all robotic. I thought that was fair. We've been saying that on this show
0: for weeks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: And it's like, it's like you just kind of there. It's not what we all wanted, punk, you know, like I thought that was perfect. Um, and then like to bring up Cena and to bring up Triple H the way he did. And then even Punk referencing him. Saying the only way that he could become champion is to be married as a daughter of Tony Khan if he ever has one, like that—that that was brutal. The pillars of you're just so obliviously oblivious that you don't even realize you've been replaced by Britt Baker. Like, oh, that was fire. Like, and the thing is too is like, if you can go toe to toe with CM Punk for twenty minutes on the mic, like that makes you just like be like damn like mjf is really really good and then he just had the match of the night on the pay-per-view on a stack pay-per-view with darby uh he had that fantastic match with sammy like he's just he's just really hitting his stride right now and uh i the rosie o'donnell line too that one was good that's a good point um and then uh my so, what do you call him? my something fan? My I couldn't remember. Oh
0: yeah, because he had like his posters in his room. I oh, yeah, my poster stuff. on my yeah. wall,
1: and that's just basically referencing that photo of him and CM Punk when he was a kid at the, like a meet and greet. So yeah, there was just a lot of good stuff in that thing, and 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 I loved it too because we're all thinking like, okay, Punk's facing QT Marshall, like let's get this over with, right? And then MJF's music hits, and you're like, oh that perked me up real quick. Like, th- okay. And then I remember midway through the promo, I'm like, God dang, this is a great idea to start this thing, to start this match like this. My jealous fan. Thank you. To start this match like this, like you're to start the show like this. There's no way you're turning it off right now. And not only are you not turning it off, you're telling your friends like, whoa, dude, punk and MJF are going line for line right now. Turn it on, you know? And and another great thing to show references is, like, that had 2 million views on YouTube in, like, four days. You know what I mean? Yep. So I I definitely think that WWE fans heard about that and watched it, too, right?
0: Yeah. When I saw them, I saw, I shouldn't say them, There, there were people I saw online that were, like, This is just like what WWE would do, starting the show off with a 20-minute promo. And it's like, this is completely different than that. They don't do this every single week and have it lead to nothing. Like, this is, this is like, that was, I'm with you. That was maybe the best back and forth, like, I've ever seen. Especially for one that was that long. Like, that was, that was awesome stuff. And MJF, like you were saying, like, MJF is still probably legitimately three to five years from his prime still yeah. like you know like he's gonna he's only gonna keep getting better it's so insane to, to think but like man i i i love the i love the promo uh, b- both sides uh, if i had to score it i'd, I'd say it was a, a 10-8 round for mjf personally but uh <laughs>
1: I dude, i got 10-9
0: yeah 10-9. i i think 10-9 is a little more fair to be honest yeah. but like i'm I, I mean, I was wait. I was waiting for somebody to finally bring up the UFC thing, and I said it on the show last week. I clipped it for Twitter today. Like, yeah, <laughs> I said it last week. Like, if anyone's gonna go there with the CM Punk UFC career, MJF should be the one to do it, and yeah, he did. And uh, yeah, that was. That was that was just awesome, and it. it and, I mean, I'm trying to, to
1: think. I'm trying to think of like great face offs. Like to me, Rock Hogan was legendary in Chicago as well. That was when Rock actually challenged Hogan. One I know that MJ. One. I know that like Edge and Jericho had some really good ones. Uh Triple H and Shawn Michaels had some good ones, but I mean, nothing, nothing at this level.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean. Really, I mean, I know the the like the Rock and Austin for WrestleMania 17 was like a sit down thing with like JR. Yeah, so it was fantastic. it was it was a bit yeah. different. But like that was that was one that always comes to mind when like I think about this kind of stuff. But like oh,
1: Rock and like, Cena, Rock and Cena yeah. had some bangers. They had some really good stuff.
0: But like honestly, for for what I like in wrestling and the fact that I'm such a huge MJF fan and I'm so like I like CM Punk. I'm a fan of CM Punk, but like there is that side of me that's still is sour on his MMA run. And like, it just felt like it was like the elephant in the room for me. Like no one's bringing this thing up. We have MMA fighters on the show weekly. They're not talking about it. Like CM Punk's talking about his people that can't defend Rune Naked Chokes on commentary, but like no one's calling him out for not being able to defend one and stuff. Like it's just that kind of stuff. Right. So, so like now, now they've finally gone there and MJF and and Punk held his own like in all honesty I think a lot of people watched that promo and like going into it a lot of people were thinking like can MJF hang with CM Punk on the microphone I went into it thinking can CM Punk hang with MJF on the microphone
1: well what's funny right is as I was like did MJF just put Punk over (laughs) like that's how it felt (laughs) like because it brought back the old Punk that a lot of people have been missing right so to me it's like MJF took it punk to that next level that we need him at. And so um that that's really what kind of stood out to me. I uh but I, I, one thing of the two was like punk genuinely sold like what MJF was saying that like it looked like it was kind of cutting him deep in the yeah. soul. You know what yeah. I mean? And I don't know how much of that was like plan or just he just had to sit there and take it or what but like he he hit him with some stuff now he hit him with some good stuff and let's be honest like this thing's just getting started like i'm super excited for this feud um and it's it's literally everything that i want out of a cm punk run because yes i'm excited for cm punk and lee moriarty tomorrow Hell yeah, and that's cool and all but like if CM Punk is going to be in your company, he's got to be treated as a main eventer, in my opinion, and he needs to be in there with like top guys. And I'm fine with him wrestling guys here or there, as long as in the pay-per-view, he's got a program with like a top guy moving forward, right? So it's fine him wrestling smaller matches in Dynamite, but there needs to be a bigger prize for the pay-per-views. And to me, MJF is a, is a perfect opponent for that.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think the match is gonna rule. Um, they're gonna tell a hell of a story. More of that, like heading into the match, and then the story of the match itself, I'm sure will be told really, really well. Um, you know, I and you mentioned it before. <laughs> like, I, I I think Darby and and I, it's, it's debatable because there was there was really good matches on Full Year, but like I think yeah. Darby Darby and uh, MJF that might be my favorite match in AEW history, honestly. Like, like because when you think about it, and it's like. The the match itself, I thought, was awesome. It opened the show. The crowd was super hot for it. The way MJF cheated to win totally made sense for everything. Um, yep. Both guys are on are on the rise, like they're rising homegrown AEW stars, but they're main event level stars, like already, like they're like people yeah. believe them as main eventers already, but like they're just yeah. not in the title mix at the moment. And coming out of it, we're getting MJF versus CM Punk like right i mean that it, it accomplished so much in the match itself and the story of the match was awesome and it left meat on the bone because when they wrestle each other again in like six months or a year or whatever they're gonna have an even better match and at that point it'll probably be with the AEW world championship on the line so the stakes will be even higher and like there's the built-in story from their first match so like it just i just think of the grand scheme of like AEW and kind of like their young history and where they're going I think a lot of people are going to look back at that match as, like, a really, really important match in AEW history.
1: Yeah. You know, and another thing, too, I was thinking is, like, if Kenny wasn't injured and was still able to go, you would likely have for the next pay-per-view, Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole, MJF versus CM Punk, and Brian Danielson versus Adam Page. Yeah. That is bonkers. <laughs> and all those storylines would be really good. Like, I... That, that's very entertaining TV, if you ask me. And this is where I really thought that AEW kind of lacked, and I really think CM Punk, and even Brian Danielson, has kind of brought this more serious tone out, and also that more, just not just wrestling, right? Like promos, storylines, all that stuff. Like, if you look at Punk's last, Two feuds, Eddie Kingston and MJF, both amazing face-offs in the ring, both good uh, builds, both great. Going to be great pay-per-view matches. Like, and that's that's all I'm asking for. And then with Brian Danielson, you have Mister Lovable Babyface to now heal almost and going up against the top babyface in the company and both great wrestlers brian danielson's a legend and uh, hangman is a huge up-and-coming star like i i just as a fan i don't really know much more you could ask for you know what i mean
0: yeah i completely agree they're set up incredibly well for their present and their future like their thing, things are all set in place and if something happens that's unexpected like you know a john moxley having to take time off or a, right. game, or Kenny, Kenny Omega, Omega with injuries, people are ready to step up. So like, yep. it's, I mean, yeah, it, it really, it's, it's absolutely incredible what they're doing right now. And the story is just, the stories rule like these, these storylines for the most part have been awesome. The matches have been awesome. Like I saw, I watched BTE last week after we talked and yeah. like they're, I mean, they're setting up the whole, the whole Adam Cole, Kenny Omega. Yeah. Like, Adam Cole knows that 1, Kenny Omega knows, poisoned he's him. Ready,
1: he's ready to reveal it at, at any time. I yes. can't wait.
0: And even at the end of the episode, you could hear Nick Jackson like, oh, man, I thought he was going to die like uh, Adam Cole. And like they're all like, hey, wait, yep. what did you say? And like and then it cuts yep. off. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, so that's the thing too. I think that there, I have heard that there were some fans complaining, like WWE fans that You know, apparently what a lot of these WWE fans will do is, like, they'll lose one of their favorite wrestlers from the WWE and they'll go to AEW. And then they'll start complaining about how they're booked in AEW. And I think a lot of people have done that with Adam Cole. And it's like, how could you, like, Adam Cole is one of the most featured guys on the show. He's being set up clearly for a gigantic match with Kenny Omega at some point. And he'll probably wrestle Hangman Page for the world title as a part of that overall story. Like, how well, can anyone think that, he's being right? underutilized?
1: Like they're ignoring the fact that he was like in a in a street fight, and they're acting like he's only there dressed up as a Ghostbuster. Like it was Halloween. Like yeah. that's just, it was just one time fun thing. Like calm down. This the is shell not, shock like, thing with the it. booster
0: packs was awesome. When they right. all did the thing, they backed up into the, the Ninja Turtles. That, it's, that just,
1: cool. it's just fun. Like, yeah. but if, if, if that's what his gimmick was, if he was a full time Ghostbuster, then yeah, I could understand that that would be an issue. But like, yeah. it's just a one time fun thing, right? So, um, I, I, I think that it, it's. It's ridiculous, honestly. I think that people are just gonna find ways to to be upset and to pick apart things. And I mean, I've heard some of the most ridiculous, like when people are now doing their like match of the years and feud of the years and all this stuff, and it's like worst promotion is, is AEW, best promotion <laughs> WWE, and you're just like, dude, like that's not even realistic. Like you're not even in the realm of reality right now. Like, stop it.
0: Yeah, there's like AW, GCW, and like 10 other indie promotions that I could name that I would put ahead of the WWE, right? Now. Like, <laughs> there's so many shows that
1: I actually look forward to watching. Like, I didn't even want to watch Survivor Series. Like, I don't care at all. Yeah. And like, I don't care about their next pay-per-view, whatever that's called. I don't care about this War Games with NXT 2.0 are they actually going to have matches that are longer than 10 minutes like is this thing only going to be 50 minutes long like i i just don't care i don't i don't okay. know anybody know if kyle Riley's going to be in that show by the way just curious yeah
0: let us know i i mean if he shows up tomorrow on aw dynamite i'll be like that dude when uh when cm punk debuted. i'll be crying with like my hand out like that yeah um Dude, I get you to like see the... St- I get to see Sting live tomorrow. Let's go I get to see Cody Rhodes, the best wrestler in the history of wrestling, tomorrow. Like, it's gonna be awesome.
1: Yeah, Jeff says he is gonna be on that show, so that you're gonna. You, he m- he might have
0: done one of those like you know few week extensions like uh, mm-hmm. Gargano and Cole. It didn't everything, so.
1: Yep. Um. um. Yeah, the fact that you actually get to see Sting wrestle live, I thought was really great because I got to see Sting wrestle live as well. So it's like the only two times bes- that he chose to wrestle live outside of Florida was Houston and Atlanta. So
0: that's well, it makes that makes sense. Well, be, the Atlanta one makes sense. Like he's he's yeah. always going to mean something to the the city of Atlanta. With his How WCW are you going to
1: react if your guy Cody Rhodes? gets booed in atlanta
0: i'm ready to throw hands with anyone around me (laughs) (laughs)
1: because i kind of feel like it's gonna happen
0: you ever seen someone do a crossroads in the crowd well
1: (laughs) hopefully we can see it tomorrow no i'm just kidding but um but but let's go over it right you're gonna see andrade and cody in a street fight you get CM Punk versus Lee Moriarty. They added that this morning. That was that's fantastic. Like that that should be really good. Um, and it's not just what you see in Dynamite, dude. You get Rampage is stacked. You two out of three falls between FCR and the Lucha Bros. Sammy Guevara versus Tony Nice. So those are some really uh, really good matches you'll get to see. Brian Danielson um, versus uh, one of the Allen Angels. Yeah, Allen Angels. Who, I guess, is from Atlanta? Or, yeah, you
0: know, I discovered yeah. him pre-AEW through uh, companies like Action Wrestling and SUP, which are, like, Southeast. Cool. There's a few Dark Order members, like uh, Allen Angels, Anna J, and Ten all live in Atlanta. Okay,
1: yeah, because he, he, on the road, too, he talked about the Independence that he used to wrestle in, so I'd work to check that out because he talked about it. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, that that's a hell of a show to see, man. should be a good time
0: yeah i'm looking forward to it and also who knows what will pop up for dark elevation tapings like there should there i'm i'm assuming there's gonna probably be some people that like i watch locally yeah that, locally yeah so yeah. i'm i'm looking forward to the show a lot man me and uh me and my buddy are gonna go down tomorrow afternoon we're gonna try to beat like the traffic it's only like a half hour from me but like atlanta traffic blows yeah um, yeah so we're gonna probably go down there early, hang out. There's actually a Dave and Buster's close by if we need to kill any time. Um, oh, there you go. But uh yeah, then we're gonna we're gonna stay uh stay through the rampage tapings and uh then drive back. Like it's great because I can drive there and home and it's like an hour round trip. So it's not like you know, it, it's an easy, it's an easy trip to make. So I'm I'm if I'm you looking want forward
1: merch, to it. if you want merch, get there early. It's awful if you don't get there early. Yeah. Uh, and um elevation or dark there's probably an hour dynamite's two hours rampage is an hour so that's four hours so
0: yeah
1: and they try to do stuff post sometimes too so it's a long night so
0: yeah for sure the last time i went there was no rampage yet so it was just dynamite and then aw dark tapings afterwards yeah, um, I got to see like Joey Janela street fight, though, on one of those like there it was okay. like it was really good. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I do want to get some merch. I want a sting t shirt on there. So that's, that's like my one thing that I'm hoping I can get. If If there's no sting, I'm hoping there's a Cody something or other. Um, they
1: sometimes also have like uh like local Atlanta AEW shirts like or something like that. that yeah, might be cool. Cause they have local
0: Texas shirts. I've got you know I've got a a good amount of like Cody and Jericho stuff already. So like yeah, but I, and I've got some Sting stuff. But like I don't I don't have any AEW Sting stuff. Like you just I just think it's so cool that he's in the comp. If there was any like Sting and Darby merch that was like both of them together, I would definitely get that. Um, yeah.
1: But, I think uh, there is
0: a shirt, but I don't know how big it is or whatever. But I think yeah. you can find them on Pro Wrestling Tees. But at the very least, yes, I do want to get at least one T-shirt while I'm there. And uh, get a T-shirt, drink some beer, probably eat a hot dog, and uh, and just have fun and have a good time at the show. So.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I'm, like I said, I'm happy for you. You haven't gone to anything in over a year, so definitely yep. should be a cool experience. I've been to so much stuff it's not even funny um I've got and I've got a show I've got GCW, GCW? on Friday yeah. Yeah, I've got GCW on Friday um we get Atticus Coger and Nick Wayne which um that's gonna be I'm, really good yeah I'm excited about because it kind of has a story too and I didn't get Atticus at all the last show I was at so at least he's at it and then I get Tony Deppen and Bandito so that, that really should be good. pretty good yep. um and uh, I'm really looking forward to the second gear crew versus Brian Keith and Mysterious Q. I think that should be really good.
0: Yeah. You got um, an awesome, you got some awesome matches there. Uh, the, the Nick Wayne and Atticus Kogar thing is cool. Cause like that has been an ongoing story for months now. And like, they yeah. really like brutalized that kid. And for those of you who don't know Nick Wayne, he's literally 16 years old. I think he went pro at like 13. And wow. Um, cause like, I think the first time I ever heard about him was like probably two or so years ago. And he had to have been, he literally had to have been like 13 at the time. Cause he's 16 now. So like, and he's a third generation wrestler, always been around the business. And I think, and there's a lot of these younger guys and girls, right? Like you, you got like Billy Starks and, and Starboy Charlie and yeah. Marcus Mathers and stuff. But I don't know if I've ever seen a kid at 16 years old, as good as, as Nick Wayne is right now. like, and he's only going to keep getting better, kind of like a Jordan Oliver, where like he's he hasn't grown into his body yet, but like once he gets into like his twenties, that he's going to be like the best wrestler in the world. So, um, it's cool that you're getting to see that because I think Atticus has potential to be the GCW World Champion. And I think Nick Wayne is is just going to completely blow up by the time you're going to have to wait until he's like eighteen at least, probably before he can like really start showing up a lot of places. Yeah. But, shit for for a 16 year old kid that that guy's incredible he's getting he's getting skewered
1: in the head for sure though oh
0: one million percent if you see (laughs) if atticus Coder's on the show prepare to see people with meat skewers hanging out of their foreheads dude i didn't even know what a gusset plate was until i saw it in a death match you know what i mean like it's so you know know what i'm talking about oh they're they're like the they're like you haven't seen these, and and you've definitely seen these at this point with with the death. I might have, but I don't know
1: what it's called.
0: They're like the, they're like the the like flat, uh, rectangle like metal blocks that are that have like spikes in them. They're used to like repair bridges. Oh yes, yes, them. I've seen
1: them. I've and seen they'll, them. they'll put them on people's yep.
0: foreheads and pop, pop, mm-hmm. pop, or put them on yeah, their, yep. this knock. Yeah, but like I've I was telling it. my dad about that, I was talking to him about like just wrestling the other day. Um, yeah, he was like he asked me if you're, if I remembered like an intervention that him and my mom had given me about like, don't watch wrestling anymore when I was younger. And somehow that, like that whole conversation uh, evolved into me. That didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it all, it all evolved, evolved into me talking about GCW somehow. And yeah. and I was telling him like, cause he knew what they were. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I didn't even know what a gusset plate was until I saw it, you know, hanging from somebody's forehead in, in a death match. And he almost threw up. He's like, there's there's sticking gusset plates on people I'm like, yeah, dude, it's, <laughs> this is wild
1: what they're doing yeah it's days. wild <laughs> and one match i think is going to be really underrated but i think it'd be good is sadika versus effie and i don't know if it's like sadika is going to bring out like light tubes and all that stuff like i don't know if it's just going to be a normal match because sadika is really over in in that building so she it's had not that, like
0: you have the same buildings you're wrestling the gauge yes yeah that was a really damn good match too
1: yeah yes so like she and she just had a crazy match at Loco. She was the main event and I think it's going to be her and Mickey Knuckles at the the next right. Loco show. But I mean, Bill like, it, oh my god, you don't you don't even know. It's so bad. Um but uh but yeah, I I think that'll that'll and then also uh Jack Cartwheel versus Dante Leon for the Loco title is on that card, so there's a there's a lot of good stuff. Ali Catch is actually facing Gino Medina. She's not, she's facing Rosa, at the, in Dallas. And then, dude, in Dallas, Ninja Mac and Dante Leone versus the Briscoes. Like that's that's a sick sick. But like overall, I don't love the Dallas card. Like it's got it's more star studded, but I think the Houston card is actually better matches. Um, like is
0: Brian Heath wrestling in Dallas?
1: I don't think so.
0: Because like that so. alone, like some of those Houston guys, especially because you're in Houston, like yeah, that'll make it a better show for for you, especially. We'll we'll be having some of those Houston guys, some of those like Booker T dudes there. Well,
1: Chris Chris Carter and ASF is in the scramble match. Um Hell yeah. so that's it and we they've been booking Gringo Loco a couple of times. He was a loco, he was at New Texas, he faced ASF in New Texas so in that 25 lighters or the other show before that in the Dallas show, I think. Um so yeah, he's he's been in it, and um, they're they're supposed to bring a couple people from AAA. So like, I'm looking forward to that scramble match. Like, is Cole Radger coming? Be real... in? No, he's not. I didn't see him. So we'll see. They also bring in people. Like they randomly brought in Facade unannounced last time. So like, you never know who pops up. Maybe Haystacks gets another match. I'm telling you, dude, Haystacks and Mysterious Q was one of the best matches on the show at Loco. It was really good. Hell and yeah. i don't like haystacks i didn't like haystacks but man that guy dude he he went for it. I mean, he was moon salting and everything <laughs> like bam bam bigelow style so yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to gcw if you guys um I, I recommend getting that pay-per-view pack it's like 20.99 for both shows for houston and dallas and houston i'm front row so there's no way you're gonna miss me there is bill going on that show yeah bill's bill's going with the <laughs> nice. front row um and then December eighteenth, I bought my tickets for um, New Texas, and it's got Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty, and all them. I'm hoping it's Daniel Garcia versus Brian Keith. That's what I'm hoping for because Brian Keith had just faced Robert Martyr. and I feel like that Daniel Garcia like would try to like avenge. The only thing is though, is if he does, like I don't think he can win, right? Because Brian Keith's a champ, so I don't know how that would go. Um, and you might be able to see Lee Moriarty versus Brian Keith, which I totally would be okay with too. So we'll see what happens there. Real quick, I wanted to get your opinion on Dante signing with Team Taz. Didn't see that coming.
0: Yeah, it's a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned because, like, oh, he's, gonna to be, he's, he's, he's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna get mentorship from Hook. And, oh God! And like, I mean, you don't pass that up. Cause if you can learn from Hook, that's gonna fast track you to a title shot much faster than with Leo Rush. So I understand this. Is, is is Hook now become
1: like um what's the what's the little Russian kid's name?
0: Oh, Hasbola or whatever. That yes, talking about? I feel like Hook oh is the
1: AEW of Hasbola oh or whatever. God. Like I think that that's where we're at at this point. They're like, gonna
0: start parading Hook around on their shoulders like Rudy whenever uh, his favorite fighters oh. win. The
1: legend of Hook has gotten totally out of control. So it's the best. I, I love it. But anyways, I but dude, like Dante versus Leo Rush is going to be sick. Like okay. and imagine if you add that to a card that's already stacked, like, oh my God. You know what yeah. I
0: mean? I'm I'm all for them doing something that shows more of a personality for uh for Dante. Because I agree. <laughs> because the in ring is there, clearly, like and he's only going to keep getting better and he's young and like the sky's the limit for him. And his future is going to be as a main event baby face at some point, but <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with him doing a little bit of a heel run and, and, and showing some, a different side of him, some new personality. Um, I have faith in AEW that like, they have something good planned with it. So at, at what point does his brother get Marty Gennetti? I hate to say that though, because like, I, so I knew of his brother as Airwolf on the indies as okay. a singles wrestler, as a mass singles yeah. wrestler. He's really good on his own. Um, I think Dante stands out a bit more. Obviously, he's the spotlight mm-hmm. he's gotten with Airwolf being out. But like, and Dante jumps higher and he's faster. He's he just he's a freak athlete. Like no one really yeah. can do this. This the way he bounces off the ropes and stuff is like, it's unreal. So, yeah. but I think it's one of those things where you know, AEW has shown this and another, you know, here's a good example. The besties in the world. Do you know that tag team at all? Um, Matt Fitchett and Davey Vega, they're called the besties in the world. They come out to Savage Garden. Like, I want to swim with you in the sea. I want to oh, wow, really? like this. For oh, wow. They do the whole thing, but the crowd does all the things with them. They're okay. really, they're really, really good in the ring. Um, okay, They're like one of the best indie tag teams out there in my opinion. But,
1: besties in the
0: world besties in the world is their name okay. yeah they come out wearing like letterman jackets um okay i i mainly knew them from glory pro they're kind of all over the place now um but matt fitchett is one it, matt fitchett and davy vega are the two members matt fitchett just won the aaw world championship from freddie a high this past weekend and okay. they're still a tag team so it's like i like seeing that kind of stuff we're like the tag team doesn't break up. They still wrestle as a tag team all over the place, but they're also having individual careers that are parallel. Like, and I think that a team like uh top, Flight like, could potentially do that, like uh, Dante Martin and uh, Darius Martin can both have singles careers without breaking up their tag team. They can, they can do both, you know? Yeah. Like, I think the young bucks should be doing a little more. Like I think Nick Jackson in particular, like should be doing more singles matches and stuff. Like, you know, because you don't have to break up the Young Bucks. They can still be the Young Bucks. But, like, you know, I like I like seeing that every now and then with teams. Like, don't pigeonhole yourself as, like, just a tag team guy if you're able to do both at the same time.
1: Yeah. I, <coughs> I kind of feel like if Nick really wanted to, like, Matt is older. Right. So, Matt could retire and Nick could kind of have a singles run at the end if he really wanted to. By the way, they just signed a two-year extension. So, That's they're soft. there till. But one thing I, I kind of saw was like Cody and Kenny are close to being up. And I don't know what's going on there, but because you got to think it was a three year deal when they signed. And that three years is pretty much that hit.
0: Yeah. But th- there's also like the EVP side of it and stuff. Like I'd be. I'm not sh- saying they're leaving. Yeah.
1: I'm just saying it's just interesting that like that's the kind of mindset that you got to think of like when the company started. All these contracts now are kind of running out. Like Scorpio, skies ran out and they resigned, and and the Bucks, the Bucks, that ran out and they resigned. So this is kind of where we're at now. So you got to think about all those guys that were there, and then are they going to be there in the future?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, when it comes to like Kenny and and Cody in particular, like I would be shocked if either of them left. Like completely. Like there's there's just no way. Um
1: one, one thing too, I was thinking like <laughs> Penelope Ford.
0: Like I could kind of see them not renewing that one. Well, like, I think something like that. Well, I mean, I would feel the same about uh, I feel even more likely about Kip Sabian. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah, like, that's what I'm so, saying. yeah I, I grew the, the <laughs> Alley cat, us uh, so I think she could go like I think there's no, no a no. lot of people Alley,
0: uh the bunny as you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. You yeah. said Alley cat. You the
1: That's why I'm sorry, yeah, Ali. You know, I'm Ali Cat.
0: Yeah, but the bunny is who
1: you meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Um, I think I think she could she could possibly go. I just think that there's definitely people that I'm not saying get fired. I'm just saying that I don't know if they're going to renew those contracts because we we haven't seen them that much. We saw them towards the end, like with the Ruby stuff. But like after that, if your contract's up, maybe you're just gone. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I'm interested to see. I mean, surely AEW isn't going to renew everyone's contracts. So, like, no there are going to be people on the way out. But, like... And
1: also, oh, there's going to be a lot of people that could be available that you would... Maybe you would have kept them. But then now that this person's there, you're like, eh, we'll go ahead and move on and sign this person instead. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. When it's also... We've talked about it before. Like, that's another reason why, like, right now is, like if you were going to start another company, like now's the time to do it. Like yep. if you're like a Jeff Jarrett and Conrad or like Eric Bischoff, or even, you know, I know triple H is like, that's a, a pipe dream, but like there's, I I really feel
1: like Eric Bischoff still has <laughs> that desire to do it again. The way he's
0: talking, he's trying to make it seem like if he had the same opportunity, AEW right, does, did right now, he'd be doing it way better than them. And it's like, yeah, put your money where your mouth is then like, I do it.
1: agree. I agree. Like, if a Jeff Jarrett, Eric Bischoff promotion, which I think most people would want to throw up in their mouth about, but I do think that there's a fan base outside that don't love AEW, but don't love what WWE is doing and be, would be willing to go back to something that was more WCW-like traditionalist, you know, more old school type. I think that, like, if you had, like, an NWA, but on a much bigger scale, I think a lot of people would be behind that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, we'll see. There is lo- a market out
1: there for an alternative for anybody that wants sure. to do
0: it. And then, like, when it comes to, like, Kenny and Cody, for instance, like, the only reason I think that either of them would leave would be to, like, do their own thing. But they've already done that. That's what AEW is. Like, and it's not going to get bigger than than that outside of it. Agreed. Like, there's no, re- there's no point in trying this on their own for any reason. And, like, there's no reason for Cody to go back to the WWE. There's no reason for Kenny to go to the WWE. Like, it just doesn't... Like, I very think amb- if Kenny were
1: to leave, he would go back to New Japan. But New Japan is at such a disaster right now. And the fact that he's still able to work with New Japan if he wants to, yeah. like that helps too. So I, I don't see him
0: leaving. For sure. Um, we got a super chat from Dirty. If you want to, we got about 15 minutes or so for the yeah. for the stream, y'all. So any well, any last minute super chats, we'll make sure to address them before we get out of here.
1: And thank you guys for for definitely sending in Super Chats. Really appreciate it. I really appreciate you guys supporting the channel. If you haven't, please hit that like button. definitely helps us out. And uh, yeah, and if you could share this video out, you know, if you like it, definitely let people know about us and uh, we really appreciate it. So this was kind of a surprise, but not really a surprise. So thanks again, Dirty, for the Super Chat. It says, what's next for Kevin Lee? So Kevin Lee was released today. Um, I don't know if a lot of people- UFC don't know. Right. And I don't know if a lot of people know that like he did get popped for performance enhancing. It's not performance enhancing, but it's on their banned substance list. He said he took it for ADHD. It was Adderall, I believe. Yeah. Um I he, he was on a 3-fight losing streak. I'm sure he wasn't very cheap either like the way that he was promoted. Um I just think that this kind of makes sense for, for the UFC to do it. Um, one thing I found interesting, though, is there's reports that Khabib is actually running his own MMA promotion in the States. They plan on doing 10 events next year, and they have contacted Kevin Lee, and it sounds like they're going to offer Kevin Lee a deal.
0: That's interesting. And just to, uh, just to put it out there, he hadn't lost his last three in a row, but he has lost – Four of his last five um he did have that one head kick over gregor gillespie that was like really nice but that's the last like flash of of like and he
1: would would lose to like (laughs) great fighters right except his last one his last fight was like a short notice replacement he had no business losing that fight and he lost so yeah dana rodriguez yeah
0: yeah I, i you know it's that's the thing so like kevin lee he was in a tough spot. Like you said, he he probably cost them a good amount of money. He wasn't going to be the champion. Um, He had had the interim title fight against Tony Ferguson. And like, you know, the big question mark for that's always going to be what happens if he doesn't have staph infection going into that one. And he like dominated for a minute there and stuff. First
1: round. First round, he won big.
0: Um, but, But that's
1: the thing with Kevin is like, he always looks great. First round. The moment he faces adversity, he gets hurt or whatever he starts to fold so like as long as everything's going his way then it's fine but the moment that he gets popped or gets rocked or anything it all starts to go downhill his cardio isn't very good also his head trainer did commit suicide and that's really affected him too he's never really found a place since was robert follis i believe his name was yeah um, he hasn't found a place that really he could call home and really like He was, like, training with, like, Dewey Cooper and stuff in Vegas, who's mainly a kickboxing coach. And then he went and trained with GSP's old trainer in Canada. Um, But it just never sounded like he really found that, like, camp that was, like, his home. So I think that's definitely been a struggle as well. He also is a guy that, let's be honest, he he just doesn't back up what he says. He talks a lot. He's very confident, and it just hasn't worked out for him. So I I don't know what he's going to do.
0: Yeah, and like like you said, the the failed test doesn't help. Like even though it was an ADHD thing, and like according to him, if he would have just disclosed it to the company and to the commissions, then he probably would have gotten the exemption for it and like it would have been no big deal, but he didn't do that. And so it's like the money, the losing four out of five, the not gonna be a champion anytime soon, the costing a decent amount of money for the UFC. Uh, the fa- failing, the drug test, like it just, you know, I, 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 I do get it. Think,
1: I do think failing the drug test got him cut. I think if he didn't fail that drug test, they weren't going to cut him. I think yeah. that was kind of like the final straw.
0: But even then, man, like if he goes in there and loses again, then you've lost three in a row and five out of your last six or whatever. Like, I mean, no, I
1: agree. Like he was, he was definitely in danger, but I'm just saying, like if if they were gonna cut him, I think they would have cut him after his last loss immediately. True. Yeah, and instead they kept him, and then when he announced that he had failed his drug test, that's when they cut him. So I think yeah. that that's what really they're like. Look, you know, he, and he might he also tore his ACL. He's torn his ACL. He he wasn't as explosive. He didn't look as the best, and and now he's on a losing streak, and then he just got popped. So it's just like they're they're just they're cutting bait. So. I get it from the UFC's perspective. It could be something that comes back to Biden. He's only 29 years old. Um, And if he goes somewhere like a Khabib promotion, he might do well because who knows what kind of stars they have. Although they probably are going to have a bunch of homegrown Russians that are going to just destroy, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I have no idea what their plans are. I do think it's funny though, because he called out Khabib like his whole career. And then he wanted Islam as well. And uh and and yet they're interested in signing him. So maybe just the fact that he wasn't afraid of them, they they respect it and they're like, Yeah, let's give him a give him a deal. <laughs> yeah. So
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um I mean he's gonna have options, obviously. Like the, sure. like you said, the the Habib uh promotion, that's a possibility. It sounds like I mean I, I well, do think
1: Bellator would be interested. I think
0: they'll be interested. I'm, I'm sure Bare Knuckle will be interested. They're interested in anyone with like any name value. Um, wonder
1: if he would be interested in boxing. I know he's trained with Floyd Mayweather and them before. Like Maybe that's something he would like to do.
0: I don't know. Kevin Lee versus Aaron Carter. Let's go. Listen, he would put Aaron Carter to sleep so bad. Yeah, but like Aaron Carter, you know, Aaron's party. Come get it. He, yeah. dude. He I, I i'm gonna say this really quick i'm gonna toot my own horn a little bit <laughs> god on twitter um, i've had some big moments oh no guys like john cena throwing me the follow yeah guys like uh the Minnesota Vikings throwing me the follow this past week Steven this past week guess who followed me um, Doug
1: Aaron freaking Carter
0: Aaron Carter so oh I finally made it. Don't care about the verified check. Don't care about all this, all this great stuff going on. Aaron Carter wow. has followed me on Twitter. And all I'm going to say is this, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Smaller gloves, no headgear. He knocks out Lamar Odom. And that was such an unfair fight. And he had the balls to actually get in there and fight that. dude. You got to give him credit for having the balls to fight an actual athlete, like an, an NBA center. Not yes, only God. that,
1: to do it in front of Chuck Liddell. Like, Chuck Liddell
0: was there. Yes, Chuck that would Liddell make me nervous. Like I'm like Chuck's
1: watching my form, you know. Like I'm, I, you <laughs> know, I'm nervous, and he's he's fighting Lamar Odom in front of Chuck Liddell. Like that takes balls. I'll give him credit for that.
0: Yeah, and, and dude, I he did say I've listened to a. It was like an hour and a half long interview that he did with Steve O the other day on Steve O's podcast, no. and. And he, <laughs> you're next you're next
1: you're getting it, the interview next
0: And he, 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 said, he said uh
1: <laughs>
0: he said that he was only paid fifteen thousand dollars to box lamar odom and he said that like the reason given to him that it was so low because it was supposed to be like 50 or 60 million because like apparently not enough people bought the pay-per-view for him to get any of like the points or whatever off of it uh-huh. but he but he's saying that he is training and he is gonna fight again but it'll probably be on like a different platform for a different pay but like even he admitted he's like, he's like, dude, that was a total joke to have me fight Lamar Odom. Like, yeah. I knew I wasn't gonna win that fight. Like, look, like, look at the two of us. But like, you know, <laughs> and he said he got two concussions coming out of it as well. So, um, wow. Anyway, that, that was
1: with headgear.
0: Yeah, and doing three sixties in the ring. I, that technique was yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah. He must have learned from Steven Seagal dude i'm oh my god well that's another one he follows me on twitter and i don't follow him that's a good one um steven seagal se- yeah sensei seagal yeah the honorable wow. sensei i'm um, disrespectful
1: you should follow Sensei.
0: i will seagal. i refuse to follow sensei seagal and oh it is, my it is,
1: god he's an
0: under siege dude he he <laughs> thinks that that's real life listen like,
1: that's okay that's entertaining
0: dude get out of here that aikido go, shit go back
1: go back and watch on deadly ground <laughs> Deadly ground where he he saves the environment, Stephen, from the oil.
0: Dude, isn't he at like the border like <laughs> keeping, he's, people, keeping our country safe? Yeah, um,
1: he he saves he saves the Indians from the oil company in on deadly ground. But Under Siege is one of the best action movies ever. Casey Ryback is the cook. Like you got it. If you haven't seen that movie, the movie's amazing. Right, Tommy Lee behind. Jones is the bad guy. Like, yes.
0: I, I, I can't you. I can't get behind the sensei at all. No, um. I would
1: I would follow him. So I if Van Damme <laughs> or Seagal or Wesley Snipes they want to follow, I'm oh, all down. I love go. those. I love that era so much. One of the funniest
0: thing, because the reason I remember Steven Seagal following me, because I, I remember it happening, it was, I had just interviewed Boss Rutten for the Fight Talk podcast. It was like really early on in me doing it. And I, I talked to him about Steven Seagal because that was around the time people were starting to like really call out like fake MMA fighters and Seagal, you know, had taught Anderson the kick and taught right. Machidas on the kick. <laughs> right. all that stuff so i was like i was talking to boss rudin we were kind of like clowning steven seagal and then he yeah. followed me on twitter that day and i was like wow. i was like did he hear this because like boss Rutin retweeted the podcast that day and like i thought maybe steven seagal actually or it was just the most giant coincidence of all time but i was like steven seagal like just followed me right after i just like talked it's it's like it's like with the WWE. I say nothing good about the WWE. Drew McIntyre follows me. I don't know what he's expecting to see on my timeline, but like I say nothing good about where he works. Like I don't know why he followed me. Like I'm happy that he did, but I don't know why he did. Like, right? Unless he agrees with what I'm saying, you know what I mean, like, um That
1: that very well could be true as well, right? He's probably sitting there listening to like Sour Graps or whatever, and he's like, yes, this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is the best show ever.
0: Alex Polowski, Yeah, he's the You're man. Right. I, I remember one time I like this was when Mojo Raleigh was still in the WWE. And I remember tweeting yeah. something along the lines of like, no matter how good Mojo Raleigh gets, it'll never matter as long as his name is Mojo Raleigh. Yeah. And he and he liked the tweet. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh
1: man well and then you see like (laughs) cross talk about how stupid that helmet was like some of these guys know this is awful (laughs) right like they just can't say it but they're like oh my god they get it yeah there's people out there that
0: understand that's so funny but anyway all all that was me basically saying you know aaron carter um celebrity boxing that's where it's at i could see kevin lee going into bare knuckle boxing for sure like i i could see any former ufc or bellator fighter in bare knuckle especially for the money exactly they pay good money like in comparison to most mma organizations they pay good money and it's usually a pretty short night a win or lose so what did you think real quick of that triad ring I didn't get to see enough of it to be honest. Um, I didn't really
1: either. I saw what it looked like. I didn't really yeah. watch any of the fights, but apparently Mike Perry won and sh- shocked a lot of people. But like dude, like the guy that Frank Mir was fighting, his last fight was against Anthony Joshua. Right. Like this is not like just some boxing bum that they pulled off the street. Like Frank Mir had absolutely no business being in that ring. But I heard that he got paid a huge amount of money. So I get why he did it, but man, what a mismatch.
0: Yeah, I and that's the thing. Like I didn't know that. And like my brother, who, you know, is involved with boxing, he was like, he was he found out. He's like, dude, Frank Muir is fighting this dude. Like, like this is like this is not good. And then like I showed him the highlights of the fight because it was like Mir getting knocked out on his feet up up oh, in the yeah. floor and Mergliata yeah. having first to like, round. Yeah, and I was like, dude, I don't really know much about this guy. My brother was like, dude, like that's exactly how that should have gone. Like that's yeah, yeah, like well, when Mike I first had saw no business being in that fight, I saw
1: like Puluev or whatever, and I was like, dude, is that that's Puluev? Like they just fought Anthony Joshua, right? And I looked it up and I was like, oh god, it is. <laughs> like he's gonna get Murk. But um, yeah, that was a that that was a mismatch if I'd ever seen one. And Matt
0: Mitrione got like washed, also, didn't he? Like I he mean... dropped
1: him. He dropped him in that. And actually, they said it was a really close fight that a lot of people thought Mitrione should have won. Oh, really? I just saw that fight. Trip. Okay. He only took that fight on three weeks' notice.
0: Well, good for and him. Mike, I just saw. And a then Mike of Perry
1: won. Mike Perry won where they thought that he had no chance because so, right,
0: he fought like a legitimate guy, apparently too. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a lot. Uh, dirty with another one. Awesome, dirty. Thanks, Thank you man. so much, man. Um, what MMA fights are you looking forward to in 2022? Um, Steep and gone. Steep and gone. Okay, I like it. I like it. Will Gone be the champ?
0: Oh no, no. Sorry, sorry. Gone and Ngannou. My bad. Yeah. Okay. That, okay. That's so booked. that's close. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Stipe will probably come close to fighting the winter, I would think though, if John Jones yep. is still being a knucklehead, yep, I agree. which by the way, did you see John's Twitter post about what, that he failed his 60 day sobriety already that he already had just, he, he just recently drank for a party oh, and no, he, just kinda, he just kind of, he just kind of like laughed it off and was like, Oh, back to 60 more days. Like dude, you're not taking this serious, like I saw this him is talking about like well. switching
0: to edibles recently and stuff,
1: yeah, <laughs> this isn't gonna go well, um yeah, but uh i'm I'm really looking forward to Colby and Mozby I think that's gonna be a big one. I think Chimaev and Usman will fight next year. I think that'll be a really good fight um Islam is gonna win the title at one fifty five I, I think so him and him and dariush. At, at 155 is interesting. Dariush might be a lot better than people think, and Islam might actually have problems with Dariush because it's a good matchup.
0: That's an awesome matchup, and and the winner of that, like it, it definitely the the way that it's got to work out for sure. Especially now that they've they've announced Makachev and Dariush, is it's got to be. And this is not, well, or report is technically not next year, but they'll have that match gates will get the winner as you should and then the winner of makachev and darius will fight the winner of that like this is setting yeah. up like basically two title title challengers yeah back to back i i can't pick anyone over olivera right now man but like if anyone has the style to do it it's makachev so
1: yeah yeah gaichi Gaethje... Gechi and Oliveira would be interesting, but the moment that hits the ground, it's it's not going to happen. Like it's not going to go well for Gechi Oliveira. Yeah. Do you like the idea of Chandler versus Connor?
0: I do because it'll be an exciting fight, but I don't like yeah. it more than Connor versus like. There's probably like five to ten people I would I would say I'd, I'd rather see than Does Connor fight in twenty twenty two yes i think as long as his rehab goes as planned
1: yes i think he will i mean he's walking around now i think i think by the time like say september next year or so i think he'll be fine
0: yeah like if i'm nate diaz i'm i'm waiting to see how much longer it's going to be for connor and i do that trilogy fight on my way out you know what i mean like that that makes the most sense for both guys probably but you have options like you can do Nick Diaz and, and Connor still. You can do Masvidal and Connor at some point. You can do there's a lot of options for Connor still. Poirier again, uh potentially. Um, you know, there's a lot they can do there. I don't want to see him in Oliveira necessarily because I think Oliveira would just outclass him across the yeah. board.
1: But yeah. Wonder wonder what <clears> Izzy <throat> does at 185. I'm he's gonna fight Whitaker, Whitaker, right? Yeah. He's gonna fight Whitaker, and then I don't, I don't really know what you do after that. Wonder if that guy that knocked him out in K one could get to there. That would the be Pereira
0: cool. dude, whatever his yeah. name is, Alex Pereira or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he just yeah, he didn't look good in the first round of his debut fight in the UFC, but the second round he he knocked. Yeah. uh I can't remember who he fought, but I, I watched the fight. Yeah. Yeah, he's he'll get fast tracked if he gets like one or two more big wins. The UFC can at least market because that's the thing with Izzy is like it's like all rematches at this point for him. So they can get like a new person in there, and it is a rematch technically, but from boxing, and they can roll the footage of Izzy getting knocked out by this dude. So it's immediately like gonna get people interested and like, ooh, this guy can knock out Izzy. He's done it before, so like, can he do it again? So.
1: My prediction,
0: though, is Chamaya versus Usman will be the biggest
1: fight of the year next year.
0: Like pay-per-view buy-wise and everything? Just just in
1: general, I think, like, hype, legitimacy, like, most looking forward to, I think that'll be the biggest one. I don't – pay-per-view buy-wise is going to go to Conor no matter what, but, like – I just think by the time that Shemaev is actually going to get the shot, I think he'll be the clear, clear cut number one contender and Usman will be pound for pound best fighter in the world. And I think that it will be a huge event. <clears throat> I I think that's very possible.
0: I really want to see. I mean, see like Shumaev- I said, he already
1: has two million Instagram followers. Like he's got that hype. And if he just keeps like but like imagine if he just goes and like buzzsaws jorge masvidal or colby or something like that yeah. and then it's like clear as day he is the number one guy and he's going against usman like i think that would be a huge fight
0: yeah if he did that to colby that would be like that's that's literal best case scenario for Chamayov. if he can yeah. if he can go in there because i think <coughs> colby and chumayev is a huge fight on its own um yep with the build-up for that and like you said if, if chumayev beats Colby, like you basically beat the you basically beat like the 1a version of of usman so like you've proven yeah. you deserve it um and if colby wins and like he proves that he's still like he should get another shot at the belt probably like so yeah. um i love that fight. i love Mosvidal and covington as well like i really want that fight to happen yeah uh, and i want to see leon edwards in the mix with these guys too but like he just, he isn't fighting. So it's like, yeah, you know, it gets frustrating. Like Leon, I think
1: will fight Usman, but I just, I'm not, I, I believe Usman's going to win that fight. I, I'll tell you another fight that could happen next year that I would be really looking forward to is uh, Shyshenko versus Nunez three. That'd I think that that would be a huge fight.
0: Yeah, that would. Um I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, Holly Volkanovsky three, that'll be really good yeah um yawn and sterling again could be interesting yawn like, and
1: t j yawn and t j that's the that's, fight I
0: want that's a real good one just um, because they
1: match power they're boxing they're both gritty like I, I like that fight a
0: lot.' trying to think if there's anyone else that really stands out for me off the top of my head i I'll go over to Sharon your that could be real good could we could we see triple c back? It sounds like it. Um, I would be I
1: would be really excited to see Triple C back. I
0: want to see him and Volkanovski at featherweight. Like, yeah. Like let let him do it. Like I know it doesn't make any sense for most in most scenarios, but it's like the dude's a Olympic gold medalist. He won the flyweight title, he won the bantamweight title. Let him come back and see if he can be the first guy to win three three different weight class belts in the UFC. Like he retired in his prime we saw GSP come back, go one weight class up and get the job done against biz Bing. like, I, you know, I get the UFC's uh, potential like apprehension on like, you know, Cejudo coming in, potentially beating, because honestly, and I've, I've picked Volkanovsky to beat Holloway originally, and I've picked him in all of his fights since then, but I would pick Cejudo over Volkanovsky. So like, you know, I think I think the UFC would might think that too because Cejudo, if he gets him to the ground, that's like a completely different game than what Volkanovski has been having to deal with in his last, you know, pretty much his whole UFC career has just been standing. Right. Um, but if if Cejudo comes in, wins that belt, and then pieces out again, the UFC is going to be like, damn it, this happened again to us, like. Fool me well, once. imagine then yeah. if
1: you could do, like, that and then you could do Cejudo and Max Holloway. Like, that would be huge,
0: too. Oh, I agree. I mean, there's a lot of fights still left for Cejudo potentially to do. Like, the, the, the interesting thing about his whole... Like, I, I honestly think that he was trying to get the UFC to, like... He was, like, bluffing the UFC. Yep. Like, he was like, I'm going to retire... And he'd seen that negotiation tactic work for so many others that he was like, I'm going to say this. And then they're going to wind up giving me like all this money and give me these yeah. main events and, and and all this stuff really push the cringe and all this stuff. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then Dana was like, cool. All right. We got an interim title fight uh, lined up. Yep. Cejudo giving us the belt and blah, 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 blah. And, it's and like, that's what's
1: funny too. is like, anytime they bring it up, like Cejudo says in Dana's like, from what I know, he says he's retired. So.
0: Yeah, but then like Habib does the same thing, and they're like going to dinner over and right. over, like trying to convince him to stay. All Habib like, has
1: to do is just be like, "Hey, Dana, I worked out yesterday, feel good. Okay, let's have a meeting."
0: Yeah, you like, know, yeah, like <laughs> Connor's like getting ready to like fight someone else, and like the day of Dana's like, "Hey, man, if, if the phone rings and Habib's there, like you know, like we we'll make a lot of money doing this fight, you know what I mean?" Yeah. Like, like, um, but that's kind of the funny thing about it is Sekuto. He really, does, it's so, it's so messed up because he's such a good fighter, but like, he has no leverage when it comes to the UFC. It's so interesting. Like, I like Khabib yeah. has all the leverage in the world. Like if he makes a call to Dana, he's going to get everything he wants to come back. So who It's like, I don't, I just don't think that they care if he's there or not, but like yeah. they should care. Cause he's, he's like really, he's one of the best fighters like on paper that the UFC has really ever had. When you look at like the thing, his record was like sixteen and two, and his only losses were Demetrius Johnson that he got back, and then yeah. uh the split decision loss to Joseph Benavidez, which you know was so close that which, it was a split decision. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, yeah, so.
1: and like a lot of his fights have been huge moments. I mean, to beat Mighty Mouse was a huge moment in the UFC. To beat TJ yeah. the way he did in the first round, like big moments. Uh, to beat Dominick Cruz, like, I, was, I was
0: live when he beat a song when he beat uh not a son Sal when he beat uh the, the World Series of Fighting Guy. Why well, can't Marlon Moraes?
1: No, okay. Um, yeah. I was there
0: live for that where like a lot of people thought like he wasn't I gonna be, be able to get one. the job done against Marias and like yeah. knocked him out. I mean Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I mean like it, it's not like it's not like a Mighty Mouse thing. Like he definitely has a big fan base and then like he's also been doing the Mike Tyson podcast and everything. Like I feel like he's only grown since leaving so if he came back
0: i would be all for it dude he needs to get into pro wrestling i don't know what's taking so long
1: <laughs> yeah i i mean he's he could definitely do it i just his size is definitely a factor though like if he was like he would make he would look short him and jonathan grisham would probably look like less than eye to eye
0: yeah well but think about it like <clears throat> we have you know A girl like Layla Hirsch, for instance, who's very short. But, like, the way that she wrestles, it's very believable. Like, I don't hear people complaining about Layla Hirsch because of her size. Henry Cejudo has a freaking legitimate gold medal. Like, yep, you know what I mean? Like, it's totally believable to think that him versus anybody, he has a chance of winning. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so as I
1: said, it's believable. It's just, like, visually like yeah cuz so sometimes even when I look at Gresham and I'm like god dang he's short like he's great yeah. but like it takes <laughs> you like if you were never have you never seen him wrestle before and you just saw him staring down somebody you would think like uh... I do think it helped though that he definitely put on more mass like he's way more uh muscular now so i think that that makes him more of a believable badass but I remember when I first saw him against Jay Lethal and Ring of Honor and he wasn't that buff or anything. And I was just like, yeah, man, I don't know. This guy looks like really cruiserweight. So, but, but he's definitely, you know, earned my respect and changed my mind. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. So, all right. All right, man. I think that that wraps it up. A lot of great super chats, a lot of great questions. Really appreciate it, guys. If you haven't hit that like button, please do. Please subscribe if you haven't. Share this video out. Leave comments, all that good stuff. Um, anything that. Oh, one more th- quick thing. Triple um, A is this weekend, and that is um, a five way for the vacant Triple A title because Kenny had to drop it, which is Bandito. Jay Lethal, Bobby Fish, Vikingo, and um, one more. One more. Who are you? I don't know. I didn't see him. Damn. It was a five way fight. has been advertising it. I know. I know off the top of my head. But, anyways, uh, Kane Velasquez is also returning to wrestling on that show. Um and uh it's actually going to be on fight with english commentary so that's really cool too so if you guys haven't seen triple a and they have usually a lot of big production and it's a fun show i definitely recommend that show cuz you're going to see a lot of really uh <coughs> good good lucha stuff and oh yeah uh sammy dell soul or whatever which is um oh yeah
0: calisto so,
1: yeah, Kalisto. He's in it, too. So, that's the five-way. Um, nice. So, yeah, that's uh, that's this weekend as well. So, worth checking out and to see, basically, who Kenny will probably end up facing in the end when he comes back. I think uh, I think it's Vikingo. I think that's who's going to win. So,
0: see what happens. That's who I'd probably have win. He's got some buzz about him right now, and he's doing some next-level stuff. Yeah. Um, and with yeah. those
1: guys in the ring, he could. I mean, that, that match should be really crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably <coughs> – I'll try to check that out. It should be a good show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that
1: that's basically it for the plugs. Everybody's uh, – like I said, Order GCW, AAA, that's, those are the, really the big shows to focus on. Um, and, uh, yeah, Steven's going to go enjoy Dynamite and yep. Rampage and all that stuff. You're going to get Rampage spoiled for you. That sucks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Friday,
1: you'll know everything that happened.
0: I mean, it doesn't suck for me. Like I get to see it live.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I get it.
0: I'm, I probably won't watch it on Friday again. Cause I'll have been there a lot, but uh, give
1: it the rating, Steven. They need the rating. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
0: But, uh, but yeah, if y'all want to follow me, it's Fight talk underscore. It's right above me on this, uh, on this thing here. And then yeah. uh, right above me as well. We got uh, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. If you want to check that out at fightfulselect.com, talking indie wrestling every Sunday, um, everything else I <laughs> got going on, I just try to keep updated on social media. And um, I've been saying this on every show that I've done this week. Everyone make sure to continue to show your love and support over to Jesse Davin. She's going through you know, just a rough time in the hospital, and it sucks. I haven't been able to talk to her for a couple of days. Last time I talked to her, she sent me this real long message about kind of how, how everything's going. And uh, yeah, it's just it, it's just it's a cruddy situation. And I know she really appreciates everybody who's reaching out and all the support that she's getting. So make sure to say something nice to her over at Jesse, Jesse the Buckeye, J-S-S-I, the Buckeye over on Twitter. Um, Man, and her buckeyes lost too that's right i know, I know to Michigan. I that's that's
1: a big one too like that's a huge rivalry that usually ohio state always wins so that sucks
0: yeah so uh hopefully she's getting better you know it's been kind of up and down but yeah you know we're obviously hoping that things get better for him and got her on my on my mind and when i'm at aw tomorrow i will be thinking of her and uh yeah, I'm just go just go over there. That's my one thing I want everyone to do. Just anyone watching this, just say something nice to her over on Twitter. So
1: Yeah, for sure. Jesse's Jesse definitely has been uh going through it and she's definitely got so much support, which is really cool to see. But every person's different and anybody that can offer support is definitely appreciated. So if you guys could definitely go and just send her some love. And uh, thanks as always for tuning in and me and Steven are going to get wins um, this week. So we're going to be much more in a better mood uh, to open the show. And uh, yeah, so go Cowboys.
0: School Vikings.
1: And we'll catch you guys next week.